What's up, bench warmers? This is the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant, episode 23. And we just continue to keep rising. And we had a lot of stuff to talk about this episode. We broadcasted the national championship game on Monday. Hopefully you tuned in on ColorCast if you have an iPhone. Uh, So you'll hear that first, our little post-game reaction about 15 minutes from there. So no center of attention this week, but we do have some content for you. And then we time travel. And on Tuesday, we talk about uh, Super Wild Card recap, NBA basketball, NHL preview, because as you're listening to this on Wednesday, either on the network or on our social or on demand platforms, the Avalanche and NHL is underway on Wednesday. So there's tons of great stuff to get to. And then obviously we have our pick 'em for the NFL divisional round of the playoffs. And just it was, it was a really fun episode. We had a lot of fun on this one. Uh, so be sure. We also had a big announcement. We have a guest coming on later this week. We'll have a bonus episode for you Friday. Uh, look at that. I'm already having a Canadian accent. I've done one episode with the two for chirping guys, but we'll have Jonah Mitchell, uh, trainer, the guy that I'm doing his workout regiment right now. Uh, he'll be on the show Friday with his wife, Hannah, and he will talk about his business at Jonah Mitchell fitness, Jonah Mitchell underscore fitness on Instagram. Uh, but be on the lookout for that Friday, both on our on on demand platforms and on the network that day. So we got tons coming up for you. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at FEOTB pod, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the far end of the bench and ring the notification bell. Leave a like on that as well. But I mean, Nico, let's just go ahead and get the people what they want. That's what we need to do. That's true. But I want to hear them see how, how bad your voice was cracking towards the end of the night. Bust my line, a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie being fired by the politics. Well, bench warmers, it, we hopefully you tuned in on Colorcast on Monday night for the national championship. I know I had a ton of fun, Nico. Obviously, it was it was a blast. I mean, I said it throughout the broadcast that it was one of my dreams come true, and it went better than I think we both could have imagined it. Oh, what a fun time, man! It's unfortunate it was a blowout, mm-hmm. uh, but and Charlie only got to kick twice, so that that's unfortunate. But I mean, it is what it is. Alabama is your national champions, no doubt about it. That they were the best team on the football field there. Um, they dominated Ohio State in every facet of the game. Yeah, fifty-two to twenty-four was the final score, and really it was a, a close game up until the midway through mid, midway point of the second quarter, and then Alabama's offense just continued to roll on. And Alabama, or excuse me, Ohio State's defense never had a, a answer for anything Ohio or Alabama was doing on offense. Wow, Sarkeesian, we gave him a ton of credit on the broadcast. Uh, Texas fans, you guys got a good one when you're getting ready for next season. Sarkeesian's the head coach of Texas for next season. And he got to finish his time with Alabama uh, with the national championship. But what were some of the main things that you kind of saw from the game that kind of led to the outcome that we just witnessed? Well, I mean, the biggest thing being obviously that um, Devontae Smith absolutely smashed the, re- the in the first half. Mm-hmm. He killed. He only played one half of football. And look at this. Look at these numbers: twelve receptions, two hundred fifteen yards, three touchdowns. And only one half of football. Yeah. He, he, he went down with a thumb injury, which was very unfortunate. But the Heisman Trophy winner put on a performance to be be said about, um, be talked about in the first half. It was unbelievable what he did. He was no doubt about the best 
a player in college football this year. He yep. does, he he earned that Heisman Trophy with flying colors and to the and excuse me on the in the, on the biggest stage in college football he showed to the world why he is who he is. Yeah, I mean a lot of times Heisman's his draft stock rises a lot too. He might have played his way into New York. We said uh, it on I don't the broadcast. Know about that. <laughs> but, uh, and Fields might have played his way out of the number two overall pick. Not not his fault. Obviously in a lot of pain the entire time coming into the game after the semifinal matchup that hit from Skalski on his ribs. You could tell that it was affecting him the whole time. Never really got into a rhythm. I mean, there are times where the Ohio State offense drove straight down the field, and there were other times where guys couldn't catch the ball, or uh, Trey Sermon also left the game in the first play. Very first so play. It, that was a huge blow. We were That was the main lead-in coming into the matchup is Chris Olave versus uh, – Patrick Sertan, yep. Yeah, and then you had – the two running backs from each team, Trey Sermon, who put up 500 yards in his last two games against Najee Harris, who I think is the most versatile back to come out of Alabama. And that includes Trent Richardson, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, all those guys. This Najee Harris is a, a bad man, but Trey Sermon not playing really affected him. Master Teague stepped in and did what he could, but he obviously wasn't expecting to be the feature back tonight. And it really kind of hurt Ohio State's offense and uh, this was it was going to be a track meet, and Ohio State wore the wrong shoes. That's basically the best way to put well, it. Well, I mean, Ohio State put up points. Like like we were saying on the broadcast, they had 24 points going into the third quarter. Yes, they weren't able to score any more points, but they put up points. 24 points in a playoff-type game should be a one-possession game. Mm-hmm. But the way Alabama was putting up points and the way their offense was unstoppable, like we said, they only punted twice, and they had one turnover. Yep. And that was off of Mac Jones' mishandle of a ball. I mean, that considering you can't even slow down an offense that much, we didn't think the over was going to hit, but it killed. The over smashed. Yeah. It wasn't even close. If Devontae Smith plays in the second half, maybe Alabama hits the over themselves because the, it was just every single thing that they did tonight was working. Devontae Smith, they put him in the slot, which is interesting because they put him in the slot before this season. After Waddle went down, I think teams kind of forgot that that was his initial position. But he goes into the slot, and then he's covered by a safety, which is a mismatch, or a linebacker, which is an even bigger mismatch. And it was it was frustrating a little bit to watch because, like we said, this this was a close game for a while, and it was almost like Ohio State's coaching staff, who hasn't been there before, uh, especially in that capacity, it, it was just a little bit too much for them. And I think Justin Fields, one of our colleagues on the Unhinged Sports Network, Hilo Sports, said it when we were talking about this game on NFL Unhinged uh, last weekend, but they might have just overshot themselves on on the semifinal matchup. That was the game they wanted, and they got it. They avenged a pretty big loss. It was the up until this point the only loss on Ohio on Justin Fields' record as a starter in college. But now he has to live with the fact that his one shot at a national championship, possibly because he hasn't declared for the draft yet, but his one shot at a national championship kind of evaporated. And the question still follows Justin Fields. He still can't win a championship no matter what level he's at. I think he will be declaring for the NFL draft. But the question has to be said that there could be an opportunity where he returns in the second year. Because mm-hmm. um, we saw he, he him getting banged up at the end of the game, that scratches a lot of heads in the NFL. Those those top ten picks are now looking at Justin Fields and thinking, like, um, what, what what are we going to get from Justin Fields? What What is the outcome? What are we seeing from him? Is he going to be able to start next year if you're the Jets? Do you even draft Justin Fields? Um, or do you just go f- just keep Sam Darnold and keep going forward? I don't know. Yeah, it's – The Jets are in a a weird way, especially now that they lost the first overall pick to the Jaguars. I still, it's, 
it's unfortunate the way that this season ended, but kudos to the NCAA and kudos to all of the... We got a season done. Yeah, we did. And every single player, I know that you had to put up with a whole bunch of bullshit that nobody wanted to and getting up early to go get tested for COVID and all that kind of stuff and the travel protocols and not being able to go home for Christmas. There's a lot of sacrifices being made for everybody involved in this. Especially by college athletes as well. At the pro level where they're getting paid, it's a different story. But these guys, like we said, don't get paid. And they've got time away from their families, um, time where they had to literally get tested for COVID every every day. Um, It's something to be said about all these athletes on the field. Yeah, and before we wrap up this very special center of attention with the two of us, it's not just one of us this week, it's both of us because we just got done with our broadcast on ColorCast. Shout out to ColorCast, by the way. Thank you for that opportunity. And everybody who tuned in on Monday night, we appreciate it. Appreciate all the comments and likes and everything like that. But my one last question, and then I'll, I'll give my answer. We didn't watch who got the MVP of the game. Who would have gotten your MVP for tonight's performance from Alabama? I really was going to say Devontae Smith at the beginning of the year, or beginning of the game, excuse me, because what he was on pace for was just absolutely insane. But I would have gave it to Mac Jones 100%. Mac Jones deserved it. Um, he put on a performance that went right up to toe with Joe Burrow last year. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow had very similar numbers to Mac Jones. Mac Jones played the whole second half without Devontae Smith, without Najee Harris for times. Maybe that was a rest option but who knows and you had a limping Jalen Waddle out there um, Mac Jones showed a lot of perseverance he 100% deserved that that award um, Devontae Smith like I said if he played the whole game it's a different story mm-hmm. played the whole game different story dude 100% was the best player on the field no doubt about it when he's out there yeah. but considering he only saw half of work and what Mac Jones was able to do the whole entire game I think it's hard to not give it to anyone but him yeah, I think the only person, and I, I would give it to uh, Najee Harris just because he was kind of the spark at the beginning of the game because Mac Jones, you could tell there was some nerves towards the beginning. It's his first time being the starter in a national championship game, first time playing in a national championship game ever, and he was a little bit nervous, but he was able to find those quick little dump-off passes to Najee Harris early, and Harris does a good job when he gets the ball in space trying to make somebody miss. Very rarely tonight did Najee Harris get tackled by the first Ohio State defender to get to him, and that's something that you always want no matter who has the ball in their hands. If they, It takes more than one person to tackle you. You're freeing up space for other people around you. Uh, so I would give it to Najee Harris. Also, he had over 100, I believe it's over 160 all-purpose yards through receiving and, and rushing, and he still didn't even play the whole game. And, like and looking at it right now, offensive MVP was Devontae Smith. So, I I mean, I'm not going to hate that at all. No. I don't hate that at all. It deservedly, show, deservedly went to him because his first half numbers were insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. We've never seen that from a wide receiver. Um, hopefully, in my opinion, I hope that he doesn't leave the state of Florida. I hope that he can – go play for the Dolphins and be Tua's number one option for the future because I would love to see Tua and uh, Devontae Smith for years to come because I know I mean I know you hate the Dolphins a little bit I know you're not the biggest fan of them slightly especially that undefeated team um but way back when I know you're not I know you're not the biggest Tua guy either but it's not his fault that he got thrown into a situation that he wasn't ready for Mm -hmm. um but that's that's conflict that's a conversation we'll have another time um but Devontae Smith and Tua that'd be a fun duo in the NFL and considering what they did not too long ago for the game winner in the national title game, it'd be fun to see that do a repair back up. Yeah, that was the last time Alabama won a national championship up until tonight. So that would be a, a smart decision. And Brian Flores definitely needs some offensive weapons to pair with Tua because really it's Tua and a whole bunch of no names on offense. They 
overperformed and played over their heads this year. But Brian Flores is a good enough defensive coach. They'll be fine on that side of the ball. Just got to get some more weapons for Tua, and, and they'll probably be able to compete. They were competing for a playoff spot this year anyways. They were 10-6 and six and missed the playoffs. So mm-hmm. Devontae Smith getting that extra pick from the Laramie Tunsil trade with Houston. Houston's just an absolute dumpster fire based on their offseason moves for the past couple of years. But that would be a good matchup. I did want to shout out Landon Dickerson real quick because he got hurt in the game before or excuse me, two game, the game before the SEC championship and wasn't able to play in the playoff or this game. Got in, Nick Saban, you know, I don't really – he's a he, – I respect him as a coach. Whether I like him as a person, that's another question. But he was pretty classy and gave Mac Jones a curtain call, which was cool, and got Landon Dickerson in for two snaps on the kneel downs at the end of the game. And I, if I was playing for a guy, that's the kind of guy that I wanted Nick to play Nick Saban for. is a guy everyone wants to play for. Uh, talking about Nick Saban a little bit, he was very emotional after the game. He was was seen crying on the stage. Could this be the last time we ever see him? I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. I'm hoping it's not um, because he is he's a staple of college football for so many reasons. Um, Alabama – Football is where they are because of him. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind that this program and this um, school would their football program would be where they are if they didn't have Nick Saban. Um, going forward, who knows what that coaching tree would look like? But this could be one of the greatest teams that he's ever coached, and that's saying a lot yeah. considering amount of the amount of players, the amount of um, great teams he's put around. Going back all the way to the Greg McElroy days and when they wanted when he won his first national championship, he has had so many great teams, but this team maybe dwarfs them all. Yeah, I mean, this is an 11-year dynasty, and that's not something that we see all all that often. We're in a weird time in our lifetimes to where we've seen a 21-year dynasty with New England and an 11-year dynasty in the college football level with Alabama. It's going to be a, a crazy offseason to see what happens with everything. Uh, vaccines are starting to go out, so maybe next year will be a little bit more lax. We'll get some more games and hopefully some more bowl games because that's what I'm looking forward to. But now... We kind of got to look towards the future, and we'll talk plenty about that on our show moving forward. But I think, you know, anything else that you want to add before we kind of wrap up this segment and get into the rest of the episode? Well, I think, I mean, this Alabama team deserves the credit for sure. Um, Justin Fields, I'm interested to see how he – Ohio State. Uh, yeah, Ohio State, excuse me, they deserve so. And um, they they have a great future ahead. Justin Fields is going to play um, at the next level. I'm hoping that he comes out and be, and breaks the stigma of Ohio State quarterbacks because everyone knows if you're an Ohio State quarterback, you're not performing well in the NFL. That's mm-hmm. just that's just the reality of the truth. Um, but I'm hoping that they're able to do that. I'm hoping Trey Sermon can either come back next year um, and, and, perf- and be a Heisman candidate um or or whatever or we see a position where olave comes back because that he was he probably lost his draft stock as well and it's not their fault i'm going to say ohio state they played a good game that should not be that should not be taken away from them at all it's just the fact that alabama dominated and they were the best team in college football no doubt about it it's one of those years where there's no doubt about who the best team was this year. There, everyone knew Alabama is just on top of the world, and no one can touch them. Everyone's saying maybe Clemson has a shot, maybe Trevor Lawrence is going to have this big year, but no, Ohio State shut that down real quick. And Ohio State had their shot, but Alabama just dominated, and the best team won. And now, 
now the end of the college football season means was going into the draft. Let's see, let's see how Alabama retools because Bryce Young, mm-hmm. um, we saw him at the very end of the game. Maybe he is going to be a big guy for next for Alabama next year. Maybe they get a transfer, whatever it may be. But um, it was a great end of the year. It's unfortunate it was a bad game and they got their asses kicked. Ohio State got their ass kicked. Um, but I I was so happy to. Um, be a part of the color cast and then do all that good stuff. I'm going to lose my voice 100%. I'm already losing it. And we have to record the rest of the episode tomorrow. You guys are hearing this all together, so it really doesn't matter. We're going to time travel here in a second if you're watching, and, and you'll see the Yeah, but my change. voice will be 100% be shot after this, so I'm going to have to drink some tea. But it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited to do more color casts in the future. Hopefully they won't be as long when they're five hours long. Yeah, and it was a weird color cast tonight because at the end of the first half, they didn't go to commercial for 10 minutes and then in the second half they were going commercial back commercial back commercial back so it would be the one thing i will suggest colored cast get an analytics uh feature on your app and then also get a feature to where i can hear the broadcast that i'm watching so that i can keep up a little bit better for the people listening but it was a great great for what we were able to do i'm so glad and i was super excited kind of nervous to come over and do this i mean one. you took a shot of fireball getting ready i don't know how you have a voice i mean you were like i didn't really talk as much as you did but you were rambling on and on and on because you're, you're a play-by-play yeah. you know you've done that for so many um years now you have great experience with that you did a great job yeah. i was just the, the the guy sitting next to you saying dumb stuff whatever came to mind i appreciate it i've this is one i kind of what i want to do for the, the rest of my life obviously with uh, podcasting and and talk radio and all that kind of stuff it's what i've been trying to get into for a while so i appreciate that and i don't think you were that bad of a color commentator you know a little bit more than you lead on but uh yeah it was a lot of fun i was struggling on names i'll tell you that i was struggling on names see now you know how i feel during the nuggets <laughs> games i don't know That's who fair. shot that but... i know i knew every single person in the nuggets and what happened each play and you were killing it with the with the national title game and i was struggling was that number two number four I don't know. If all else fails, say the number because if somebody's listening that's a fan of the team, they'll know the person's name who wears that number. Uh, but yeah, thank you to Colorcast for that. Everybody who tuned in, it was awesome. Uh, we will get into the rest of this episode. We'll have NHL preview because the Avs are coming back. Some uh, basketball talk about that, and then uh, we'll obviously we'll recap the super wild, super wild card weekend that was and super, get you, super, super. <laughs> get you guys ready for the rest of the NFL season and. And the far end of the bench moving forward because we got a lot of things planned. We got some bonus episodes possibly coming out soon. Uh, And then obviously just continuing to put out more and more content, possibly a Twitch channel coming. Uh, and maybe it, some gaming. We yeah. may have an adult men's league on the on the that is, on the come well. up, so we may see Jimmy in some sports coats, and you, we might give you some highlights of that too. So be look out for that. And Nico's going to be tatted up tomorrow. I'm not going to be the only one with a tattoo uh, when we record the rest of this episode. But for that, let's go ahead get into the rest of Far Into the Bench episode 23. What's up, bench warmers? Hey, we time traveled. I mean, it's not going to look like it on the YouTube. We kind of figured it out. Um, so we're not going to confuse anybody, but we are recording this on a different night. Hopefully you turned in to, tuned in to the color cast last night for the national championship. That was a ton of fun. Uh, I know that we, we got a lot of good feedback on it. Color cast has been pretty good to us and we got a couple more offers for them. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, it's Tuesday night now that we're watching this night before hockey season starts. If you're listening to this episode, be sure to get ready for hockey season, whoever your team is. I mean, if it's not the Avalanche, you're wrong. But whoever your team is, let's get ready for some NHL. That We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, but we might as well mention it first since we did crown a national champion last night. 
you listen a few episodes ago with Jeremy and Dom, we had our bowl season pick them. And I am regretting to inform you that my brother, Dominic Pilato, he won the pick them. So we're going to have to, he's, he's going to write something and we're all going to have to make a message telling him probably how great he is and how much smarter he is than all of us. But Neek, it was fun last night. And now, now we get to finally record the rest of the episode. Oh man, it was a lot of fun on, on Monday night. You guys are listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday, but it was a lot of fun Monday night. Um, it was unfortunate. It was a blowout game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a lot of fun getting on the call. I am just going to tell you right now, if my voice cracks at any point tonight during, <laughs> during this second half of the um, show, don't blame me. It's just I haven't talked this much. I've, we've, we've been At the end of this, we'll have recorded eight hours of content in the last 24 hours. That's a lot. Um, that's gonna, it's, 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 it's going to be nuts. I mean, hopefully my voice doesn't give out. And hopefully everything's okay, but um, it's going to be a long night. I gave you some tips last night. Uh, cough drops, hot tea. I tried tea. hot tea. I tried yeah. hot tea. Maybe that will help, hopefully. But And, and we got a couple – you got a couple – well, I mean, we don't have that much time to rest because as you're listening to this, we're going to be uh, getting set to record with Jonah. We He announced that today on his Instagram page, at Jonah Mitchell Fitness, Jonah Mitchell underscore fitness on Instagram. Uh, but we're going to start partnering with him because he's got a little bit of a startup with him and his wife, Hannah. Uh, he's a, into personal fitness. He's a trainer. Uh, I'm actually doing his challenge right now. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show as well. But there's, you know, not only was there the national championship, we had wild card weekend, basketballs, college and pros are starting to heat up. And then hockey. So we got tons to I get mean, to. I'm wearing my USA hockey jersey because the – Last time we recorded this was the day we had, last time we created a full full episode was the day before the World Juniors. USA won, beat Canada. USA, uh, all the, USA, beat the Canadians. USA. Uh, the United States is four and zero against the Canadians. Four and one. Four no no. Four and one in five games. Four and zero in the gold medal game against Canada in the World Juniors all and, time in the in the gold medal game all time because we lost we've lost them in earlier rounds but in the gold medal game we're four and zero against oh. Canada. So uh, Trevor so, was wrong on two for exactly. chirping. Exactly. So we're four and zero in the. World World Cup or World Juniors medal game, um, gold medal game. So that was that was a lot of fun. I had to rep my USA hockey jersey. You got your retro reverse jersey. This might be the first time that I've upstaged you with a jersey, just because this is the new. I don't know USA hockey jersey. You can't really beat that a whole lot. I know, but, but that, did you even look and see the who's jersey? Kale who, McCarr. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's beautiful. There we go. And shout out Trevor because I know you like the McCarr, even though that it's the the Avalanche, and we smacked you guys a couple years ago in the playoffs in the first round. Uh, but yeah, World Juniors is fun. I'm. And and be sure to listen to Two for Chirping because I'm getting ready to record that tomorrow or excuse me tonight as you guys are listening to this uh, little quick fun story since we are undefeated against Canada in the gold medal games maybe that's our sport now maybe we took over hockey maybe but hockey is, a call, is a United States sport but I don't know it's World Juniors we'll pop the brakes on that a little bit um, because we haven't had the NHL in the Olympics in a very long or in, in eight years now yeah so hopefully that changes. No, and and the the fun story is I played in a world tournament for football, ended up losing my gold medal to Canada. So I count this as comeuppance for the fact that I lost out on a gold medal. Uh, so enjoy that silver. It doesn't taste as good. It's going to knock out the rest of the teeth that you guys have left up, up there north of the border. Uh, but that was super cool to see. Uh, but let's start. We'll start with our, our actual game, American football. Super wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. It was. It was wild. It was very wild. Going from uh, uh, the the. Uh the shit stomping of by the Browns mm-hmm. to the Nickelodeon football game with the slime cannons um, to, to Mitch Trubisky won Nickelodeon MVP of, of the, and the announcers didn't get the joke. Oh 
my gosh. The announcers didn't get the joke. They, they, the, the fans obviously voted in and was like, we're going to make this as funny as possible and gave it to Mr. Trubisky for a reason. Yeah. And the, the Nickelodeon, I mean, I think Burleson, Nate Burleson, who was on the call for Nickelodeon, he probably got it. He got the joke, but I don't probably. think the other, any of the other announcers that did. And it wasn't even kids voting for the Nickelodeon MVP. If you follow uh, Barstool Big Cat or PFT Commenter, the part of my take, guys, they were tweeting out, like, go vote Mitch for Nickelodeon MVP because they thought that if you won the Nickelodeon Nickelodeon MVP, you got slimed. And they wanted to see Mitch get slimed. That was a, an ugly game. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that we should start with the biggest surprise of the weekend, maybe. And that was Cleveland because there was— Well, hold on. Let's, let's, let's not bend our, our bridges a little here. We both picked the Browns. So yeah. it wasn't a surprise they won. It's a surprise how Exactly. Won. Exactly. It was like there was always a chance that they would be able to win. And um, I think we saw a little bit of the rust from the sitting them the week before. And obviously the Steelers didn't take the Browns seriously. Did you see the video? The Browns is the Browns, huh, Jimmy? That, that too. And the Browns then, is the Browns. And Corvette, Corvette all the way home. Afterwards, Claypool did an Instagram live where he went and was like, yeah, you know, it's a bad loss, but they're going to get clapped this week. So you still haven't learned your lesson. You're still talking mad amounts of shit. And I don't think you could do that because, you know, Ever since they lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl, they really haven't had great playoff success. Tebow in 2011, uh, 2016, no, the divisional round. Yep. Uh, and then they, they've been like not making the playoffs for three or four years in a row too. So it's not like the Steelers are some dynasty. Yeah, they were 11-0. I mean, we could go back and see all their 11 wins. Uh, it was the Bengals who at that point had two wins. Uh, Broncos at one play who it who it was this. yeah it was and it wasn't week of the year. it wasn't Drew Locke it was somebody else playing quarterback wasn't I don't even know anymore I, I think it was it was, it was a long time ago but I don't know I think it um, might have been Driscoll and they almost lost that game too so the Steelers you got no room to talk they're shit they're fake they're fake yeah season. It, it, we should have been talking about them as the frauds yeah the bear or the the imposter the Bears were an imposter on the NFC but I think the impo- biggest imposter of the entire league was the Steelers. Um, and the Browns really surprised me mainly because I thought not having Kevin Stefanski would hurt them more than it did. Uh, but we still got to mention the fact that nobody was comfortable the entire game until that last game ceiling interception. And even then I was like, uh, maybe like there's still a chance that the Steelers could pull out some miracle and it would be perfect for the Browns to go 10. I think they were 11 and five, actually go 11 and five, almost win, like dominate a majority of that game and then have some weird thing happen towards the end where they just end up losing to the Steelers. Luckily it didn't happen. Uh, Baker funny thing is on the AFC side, Baker is like 25 years old. He's the oldest quarterback left on the AFC side of the playoffs. It's a young man's game right now. It is a young man's game. And then on the NFC side, we got the two father time, Tom Brady, Drew Brees for the third time this season. But that's, you know, that was a very impressive win for Cleveland. That was the franchise turnaround and now with Stefanski, I mean, I really don't see them beating the Chiefs. I maybe see them being competitive, depending if like things go the right way. But that defense was pretty opportunistic on Sunday night. Well, Cleveland, this is this is their time to shine. It's not their year to win a Super Bowl, but it's their year to get out of the gutter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the finally time for Cleveland to have a, have a team that they can rally around and a quarterback that they can root for. It's, it's a different turn of the pages in Cleveland. Um, when you look at – the last two decades, early two, the 2000s was the Steelers division. 2010s, it was between the Ravens. It was between the Ravens Steelers. The Bengals won it a couple times won in the 2010s. Won a couple times here and there, but I think 2020s and Jimmy's, you're probably gonna hate this, but this is the Browns division. I think it's the Browns and Bengals because the yeah. Bengals are honestly on a on a similar path as the Browns. 
Um, but I agree with you. This is this is the time that they kind of stood stood up and and maybe we see a division championship at some point in Cleveland. That, that you got to also remember, Lamar is also still young. So the Ravens, it's not like, and they have a young defense. Patrick Queen leading that defense is going to be huge. As much as I didn't like what they did after the game, I was going to say we can get a, into. They Lamar. have a very good young team. J.K. Yeah. Dobbins is going to be a very good player for many years. Marquise Brown, we saw what he can do when he finally shows up to a ball game. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews isn't really used. They're a very young team too. So I mean, this is this the Steelers are looking at possibly being the bottom seller of this division very soon if they don't get a new quarterback. So they happy. don't get a new quarterback and don't move on from Big Ben. They could be the bottom seller of this division because right now, looking at it, Big Ben is the worst quarterback in this division. Yep, he and is. You're not yeah. going to be able to win the division very often by that happening. No, and the main thing about the Steelers the entire season was he's going to not make the mistakes that put you in bad situations. And then in this game, the first turnover wasn't really his fault, but he is old and fat and couldn't get to the ball before the Browns fell on it in the end zone. That was really reminiscent of the 2015 Super Bowl. I'm sure you had had a little deja vu there. I had all the deja vu. Everyone was saying, I saw it all over Twitter, don't say it, please, Broncos fans, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And, yep. Yeah. They got brought up because that's the last time it happened. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Oh, the Broncos. Yeah, that looks a lot like Von Miller and Malik Jackson. I'll tell you one thing. I thought it could never have gotten worse to a start to the game for the Broncos, but holy shit did the Broncos make actually, it look better. I was talking about when they did it to Cam and they just scooped the ball all the way oh, forward. Oh, no, to, I'm talking I was, about, I was trying to be uh, oh, okay. positive. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about worse starts to a game in playoff history. Mm-hmm. Bron- that Broncos-Seahawks game with the, fu- with the fumble. That only resulted in two points. The yeah. Steelers-Browns game, that resulted in seven points and then two turnovers 21 points then 28 points right so i mean broncos fans we got lucky man we don't have to worry about having the worst start to a playoff game in nfl history anymore. no that was bad and uh it was the broncos one was bad because manny ramirez is a really good center it wasn't like that's normal and marquise pouncey long time yeah, pro bowler really good center just retired as well. too he's a really good really good player obviously out of that florida dynasty mm. with tebow and and that ragtag of a team but he um he he definitely is one of the best centers the Steelers have had in a long time um yeah. congrats to him on a good retirement but that's a tough way to go out no and it does then beg the question because him and ben had kind of like a retirement pact almost they both had the same amount of time left on their contract so uh, I think Steeler fans are ready to move on from Ben, honestly, especially after that performance. But it's all going to come down to uh, if he wants to play more, I don't know if they're going to be able to trade him because I don't see – like maybe a team wants him as a backup, but I don't think he wants to be a backup he, quarterback. He, well, he, he's not – so the difference between him and Tom Brady, people are making that comparison about how they weren't able to win any much games anymore. Their last, I mean, Tom Brady lost in the first round of the playoffs – uh, excuse me, divisional round of playoffs last year for the Patriots. It was the wild card, actually. Oh, the wild card, sorry. They lost the wild card last year, and then Big Ben did it this year. Mm-hmm. I don't see Big Ben going anywhere else. I think it, I th- he's not to the point where Tom Brady was still is still a viable quarterback. He can still make plays. He still is one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Big mm-hmm. Ben is not that anymore. It's two completely different stories. If you're a young team and you're looking at being, bringing in Big Ben, the only teams that I could see possibly doing that would be San Francisco if they're if they're in need of a quarterback badly mm-hmm. and they feel Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that and they still feel like their championship window is still there. That's an opportunity. Or Indianapolis, um, if they move on from Phil Rivers, where they feel like their championship window is there and they just need a leader. 
Um, that's the only two spots elsewhere. If you're a young team, you don't bring him in. If you're a team that's looking for a backup still, don't bring him in. There's other options for that. Unless you're a team that needs a quarterback to possibly put you over the edge to win a Super Bowl like the, like the 49ers where they were last year and then the Colts who had Philip Rivers this year, I, I don't think he leaves. He'll retire a Steeler. Yeah, that's probably the best thing for him. He's, I think he's overplayed most of his expectations. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't like the guy in general. <clears throat> And I got in a little trouble on Twitter for something that I said on uh, Sunday night on my personal Twitter. Thank, thankfully, not. I know I would have gotten an earful if it was on the other on on our uh, FUOTB pod Twitter. But yeah, I can I can stand up, be a man, and admit that he's had a hell of a career. He's a Hall of Famer, no first, doubt. First ballot, more than likely. Two two time Super Bowl champion, went to another one, and then just he he's been so good for so long this year, notwithstanding. So I I can admit that. Uh, let's talk about the Ravens because. That was some bullshit to end the game. And Lamar, you're fucking included in that because running off the field, not shaking anybody's hand, and then coming back for a TV interview, you can go kiss my ass. I, I don't like you I, anymore. I will give Harbaugh credit. Harbaugh, Harbaugh yes. Harbaugh shook Rabel's hand after the game, mm-hmm. and they made up after their debacle a few weeks back. But that's it. That's 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 it. That's Everybody it. else who danced on the logo, Lamar that's running it. to the locker room, that's, that's horseshit. You're going to... You got to win with class. You got to lose with class. You got to win with class. They didn't do either this season. When the, the Titans came back and beat them in overtime, it was a hell of a game. This is a, a big rivalry, and I forgot actually how long this rivalry goes back, all the way from Ray Lewis, Eddie George, and then, you know, it, it's been been this way for a long time. So I get it, but you always – you got to have enough respect for the game that you don't do that kind of shit. And the, and the problem for the first game – the Titans were not dancing on the logo at midfield. They were standing on the logo, warming up, catching punts. Every team does that. I never heard of a rule where you're not allowed to stand on the midfield logo when you're catching punts, warming up for the game. So that was bad earlier on in the season. And the team dancing, they deserve more than a 15-yard penalty for that. That should have been a 15-yarder for everybody who danced. I, I sound old. I sound crotchety. I promise I'm only 23. And I really do. Like, I love the players having a little bit of personality. But there's a point where it gets too much. And that was way too much. I, I would have accepted them going, running down the end zone, looking at the cameras, dancing, all that. I would have been completely fine with that. On the logo, it's a different story mm-hmm. because of respecting the other team in different other ways. You can dance, you can celebrate. Yes, your team just won a big playoff game against a team that was in the AFC Championship a year ago. Right. Um, so and you and that defense did a fantastic job slowing Derrick Henry down. Don't give them slack for that. Um, they they did a great job slowing him down and forcing Ryan Tannehill to force the ball outside, and that did not work out well. So their defense deserved the credit. Um, that that was just definitely uncalled for. It definitely helps a little bit with. Your case being a Bengals fan, and I know you don't like the Ravens at all, um, but I do think they it was not needed for the first round of playoffs, especially since your team has never made it past the divisional round as a group. Your mm-hmm. team has not made it past the divisional round since Joe Flacco and Justin Tucker and Ray Lewis and Ed Reed were on the team. Yep. That hasn't happened since then, so you have no room to talk. Um, that that that's where the point where they yes they're inexperienced now. Hopefully that the Bills are able to realize see what they did and pour it on them. I was really hoping it was would have been the Chiefs, but the Steelers fucked that up. Um, so I'm really I was really hoping it was Chiefs versus Ravens, but the Ravens make it past the Bills and then we'll then we'll see Patrick Mahomes lay it on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to the pick'em. I think that there's it's a completely different game plan. But I'll give you like I agree with you inside the lines. The Ravens did everything that they needed to to win. Uh, the Titans didn't 
weren't able to be as opportunistic as we've seen them earlier on and, and the reason why they've been able to come back and win these close games. And when Derrick Henry gets held for 49 yards, you got to figure out some other way to get somebody else the ball because if they're rushing that many people to the line of scrimmage to stop him, somebody else has to be open. And it was A.J. Brown at the beginning. You were getting the ball to A.J. Brown very easily. You up, got up to a 10-0 lead, and then he didn't get a catch till the end of the third quarter. There was your problem right there. The, the Ravens went on a 24 to, 24 to 0 run or 27 to 0 run um, where they it was 24 to 10 or 27 to 10 at the end of the third and the Titans were playing catch up and they hadn't got AJ Brown into the offense you were looking elsewhere they're yeah. trying to force the ball too much um, it AJ, was 17 to 0 excuse me yeah 17 to 0 you got into a deficit and then th- that just that was the end of it right there um, yeah. you, you you got yourself into a hole if I believe correctly it was 17 13 after that and then they they got another touchdown so it was 24 13 something like that um, so. Either way, you got yourself into a hole because you were going away from your second-best option on the offense. Right. A.J. Brown not having a catch till the end of the third quarter after his big first quarter is uh, is not called. is uh, is not right. Um, Arthur Smith, everyone was talking about him for coaching opportunities. That was a that was a big slap in the face because teams are now looking at him like I don't know if I trust you with my team. He's still. I, I saw a couple time couple teams request to interview him, so I don't think it's gonna. It hurts him a little bit. He's not going to be a, a, as hot of a commodity as a guy like Bienemy is, but he is still going to get some looks because what he's been able to do with Tannehill the last two years is really impressive, especially considering, I mean, uh, this is a funny story that I saw, but it looks, there's an Eagles fan who posted since Doug Peterson got fired, uh, big shocker there, uh, but they, an Eagles fan posted that they should hire Adam Gase because all he has to do is get away from whatever management is in New York and he'll be fine because he's a quarterback guru, quote-unquote. And we've talked about that at nauseum. Peyton Manning is the reason this man has a job, and Peyton Manning doesn't even consider like give him any credit for anything if that he's If he done. couldn't take the New York media, how the hell do you think you're going to take the Philadelphia media? That ain't going to fly either. I mean, no pun intended. Eagles fly, Eagles fly. But that ain't going to fly um, in Philadelphia. If you think you can't answer questions about um, why is this quarterback still playing, where what is happening to Sam Darnold, if you can't answer that, why do you think you're going to go to Philadelphia and think that's going to work out any better? Philadelphia needs to look the other way. No, Philadelphia needs a whole different – they need somebody who's tough enough. Honestly, Vrabel would probably fit pretty well in Philadelphia because he's a, a tough guy and he's able to handle media. And there's plenty of other people out there. Um, honestly, I'm surprised that – I think Philadelphia has requested to interview Bienemy, but I would see Bienemy pre- being pretty interested in that job because he has Jalen Hurts now. And we've seen what he's done with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, building a team around the quarterback and just building a, a dynamic offense. Uh, but that's a conversation we can have a little bit after the season is over. Other games that I wanted to talk about, let's mention the Buccaneers-Washington game because it was 31-23. Tom Brady looked decent. I almost called the upset of the century. Almost. Almost did. Almost did. Taylor almost. Heineke did his his damnedest, and yeah. uh, I, was, I tweeted out, I, I may have been having a few beers with my family, but I tweeted out that if the Washington would have pulled it off, I would have dressed up as Jimmy McGinty from the replacements because that would have been – of the story of the century, uh, but I, I still give a lot of credit to those guys. They, they were just outmatched at that point. Taylor Heineke, I think he's going to get a, a backup job probably. Maybe he'll have a chance to start for the job in Washington next year, but uh, – They'll keep him around. They'll mm-hmm. 100% keep him around. If you saw what the players were saying about him after the game, the dude has heart. I mean, the, like we said, he was from the AAF with the Battle Hawks. Um, Hot shot. No, no, he was the he was the XFL with the Battle Hawks. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 
Um, and he showed a lot of heart, a lot of poise. He led that team in against one of the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom mm-hmm. Brady. And they were in that game for a lot of the game. Yep. Um, they, he was driving down the field. He was making – he dove from the four-yard line to the end zone with two guys on his back. And he's like 6'1". He's not a, He's not the tallest guy. Exactly. So he, he showed a lot of poise. There were, I mean, I saw an interview with Terry McLaurin after the game. He said, I want that guy on my team for the rest of my career. I don't care if he's a starting quarterback. He deserves all the credit and heart. Um, I mean, the one thing out of Washington this year, after everything that started the year off with Dan Snyder and the losing your name, this could not have been a more successful year for the football team. Mm-hmm. Yes, they had a losing record, but Alex Smith doing what he did, Ron Rivera doing what he did, Taylor Heineke in the playoffs, this was a successful year for a Washington football team fan. Now you just got to get everything else behind the scenes fixed and figured out. Because yeah. everything um, in front that's on TV is going to be good because they're, they have a great young group. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of talent that's going to be good for a lot of years to come. Um, excuse me, but Antonio Gibson is is really good. Um, McLaurin's going to be is really a good. really good receiver um, for a long time. Chase the, Young, Montez Sweat. Chase Young was absolutely insane. That defense was playing a lot better than people gave them credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the future is right in Washington. Get everything figured out behind the scenes. Maybe get a team name. That would be like the, <laughs> that would be, that'd nice. be step number one. That, if we're counting things to make you a football team, a team name would be one. Yeah, one. if you yeah. So just do the small things now that everyone doesn't see behind the scenes because what you're putting on the field now is doable, and that and that and you're more respectable on the field now, and not just get the front office figured out. Yeah, and we'll probably mention this with Jonah. Take the small steps. Like, take a little win. It's almost like waking up and making your bet. Find a team name. There are some that I, I can't believe. Like, the Red Tails would have been cool, especially with the climate. Red of Wolves everything. Cool. Yeah, the Red Wolves could have been cool. But I mean, maybe we'll see one of those. Yeah, it, it still might happen. Um, and then the other game, you're pretty happy about this because Phillip Rivers – I Lost knew, in the I wild knew, card. I knew what was going to happen. I knew exactly what was going to happen. If anyone thought that Phillip Rivers was going to run down or drive the Colts down the field for a game-winning touchdown, yeah, no, I, I could have told you what was going to happen there. I will eat my words, and I will give Phillip Rivers credit because that probably was one of the last game of his, games of his career. He hasn't decided yet, but he probably is. He's had a good career. I just always have never liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong against him because he's a good man. He's done a lot of the right things. He's like your – well, I mean – He's not. We shouldn't compare him to Ben Roethlisberger because Ben Roethlisberger has some other things that yeah, make him not a Phillip good man. Rivers, but, yeah. he, he's just annoying. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's the best. <laughs> so way So annoying. He's just annoying. So annoying. He's just annoying. And I'm like, not even a Broncos fan. And when I would go to the games against the Chargers when they would play in Denver, I'd still, I'd, I, everyone booed him. Yeah. We are going to. Res- it's it's like the. Uh, this is a great way to put it. The Jets with or the Dolphins with Tom Brady. You you don't like the man whatsoever, but you respect him. Mm-hmm. You root against him every single time he's on the field, but you respect him. I respect the hell out of Philip Rivers, but I just don't like you as a player. Josh Allen is is that dude. I he is and that dude. I, I got to figure out. I, mean, I got to look into them a little bit more because I want to figure out what exactly it was. Maybe it's him working with Jordan Palmer, former Bengals quarterback's brother, Carson Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's kind Probably, of become? Wasn't he? Did he play a year with the? Bengals he did play team? a year with the Bengals. He was the backup so, on hard knocks. Yeah. yeah, he <laughs> was. Former, he uh, was the uh, backup when the Bengals ended up on hard knocks. Don't remind me of that season because <laughs> that was a bad year. But he is kind of he's somewhat of a quarterback guru, and maybe it is just changing up footwork because that's what everybody talks about with Josh Allen this year is that his footwork, his footwork, his footwork is so much better. But 324 yards, two touchdowns, and he had a comeback victory in the in the playoffs. We saw what he did last year making the playoffs and I think the Bills were still talented but 
Stefan Diggs was a, a great t- thing for that team. I think fantastic addition. I, if I was the chief, if I were the Chiefs, I would hope that the Ravens pull off an upset in this upcoming week because of all the teams left on the AFC side, that's probably my most dangerous. Like the team that I would not want to see the most if I was Andy Reid and Patrick. Because well, we've seen what the Bills can do. They we've seen that they can put out offensive numbers like no other. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if we can see that from the Ravens yet. Lamar Jackson is a fire rocket ready to pop any second now, but can they put up 40 points and win a game? I don't know. I trust the Bills to do that, though. Yeah. I feel like Josh Allen can do that. Um, but either way, Buffalo still has to get through Lamar, and that's no easy task. If you're the Chiefs, you definitely would probably rather play the Ravens um, because you got they probably trust their safeties and their, their middle linebackers and, and D-lines, Chris Jones especially, to slow down Lamar. Um, but – with the with the Bills, like it, they can put up points like no other. Yeah, the Bills would be that would be a heck of a shootout. I I hope we get that matchup because I think that would be the best matchup on the AFC side. And then the last game that we'll talk about, Los Angeles. This was what you were I talking will, about. I will with say the one AF. more thing about the Bills thing is is uh, Charles Barkley picked them to go to the Super Bowl. So that that's probably means they're going to lose Damn the it. next round. So that just add insult to injury. It's like the fans. Drake curse at this point. <laughs> he probably wore a Josh Allen jersey somewhere. He just hasn't been able to tour, so we haven't figured out who he's going to so curse for the So the run's going to end eventually because of Charles Barkley. We didn't say it. Charles Barkley did it. So. It's also the Bills. And what other team do you know that can go to four straight Super Bowls and lose all four and then not make it back to the playoffs for another 25 years? It's, it's true. I I feel for the Bills fans, I really do, just like I feel for the Browns fans. A struggling franchise is no fun, and this is great. I'm glad that they had some fans in the stands on Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday. Bills Mafia is a huge advantage, and if they continue to be this good, it's going to be a lot of fun. I might have to go to a Bills game. I'm not even – I hate the AFC East. Well, I mean, we might have to do it as a, as a network because, like we said, Zach wants to go through a flaming table. Oh, so that would be we'll, fun. we'll have an NFL unhinged. we got to make li- him wear his George Hallis jersey when he does it. Exactly. We'll have him live from uh, Buffalo tailgating the unhinged network, and mm-hmm. we'll throw Zach through a table. Yeah, tweet at ZK Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on Wednesday, say that once the fans – once everything is kind of opened back up, Got to go to Buffalo. Got to be a part of the Bills Mafia tailgate, and we got to see you jump through a flaming table in your George House jersey. Uh, last game, like I, I was mentioning, this was your AAF reference, the John Wolford, who actually got knocked out of the game by uh, Jamal Adams early on in the first quarter, I believe. Yeah, first quarter. And, and then the Rams able to finish off the comeback. Kudos to Jared Goff. He did, did something that I wasn't sure he'd be able to do, uh, but – that, that was more of a collapse on Seattle's part, I think, than it was the Rams doing what it took to win. Yes, the defense played well, even without Aaron Donald, but th- both these teams, I felt really good about them earlier on in the season, and as we've continued to see them play and all the injuries and everything else coming about, and now Seattle just fired their defensive coordinator actually today, mm-hmm. it's just the collapse was a little bit much. I, I feel like... For the amount of hype and the fact that everybody was like, oh, Russ has never gotten an MVP vote. Russ has never gotten an MVP vote. It kind of proved why he didn't. I mean, both these teams, we don't know who we got each week from each of these teams because the Rams' defense is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's not sh- shake about it at all because Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the NFL right now. He he locked down DK like it was no business. Um, Aaron that was Don- actually the problem. They kept trying to force-feed DK. And Jalen was not having any second of it. And then Aaron Donald, when he was in, he was dominating the line of scrimmage. Um, this I'm going to compare this to the Broncos of 2016 um, or 2015, whatever, whatever year. 2015. We won the, yeah, 2015 when we won the Super Bowl is 
your offense your offense has a lot of good weapons. The Broncos had Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, um, C.J. Anderson, very similar to the Rams. Mm-hmm. They have Robert Woods, a um, decent O line too. A decent O line. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, um, and and Malcolm Brown. Andrew Whitworth came back this week too. Exactly. So and their defense has to carry them, and yeah. their defense is only going to carry them as far. But the problem they're running into is now. They face the Packers, and that's a problem. Darren Rodgers is a different breed. Um, the the thing the Broncos have different from this Rams team is they had a leader. Peyton Manning obviously wasn't the quarterback he was forever long, but he could still will his team offense to a victory. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Jared Goff can do that right about, especially going into Lambeau, because the Broncos got lucky having that home field advantage, having Tom Brady come there, but the Rams going on the road with as good of a defense as they are, um, you have to slow down Aaron Rodgers to a point. But can your offense put up points as well? And they were able to do that. They were able to do that but against the Seahawks, but that's a different story. Seahawks and Packers, I think, are on two different levels right now. Um, I did pick the Seahawks for my Super Bowl. Super Bowl, um, not favorite, but out of the NFC Super Bowl preseason. And then I changed my mind and picked the Packers. Luckily, I did before um, the game. But I picked the Packers to be my NFC representative. Um, but the we Rams, the Rams have to – they have to slow down Aaron Rodgers. They have to force Aaron Jones to play within the tackles, not let him kick it outside and go for deep yards. Um, but the Seahawks, like Russell Wilson, like I just did. I just saw a defense where they just didn't want it. I saw a defense where you they were expecting to win. Mm-hmm. They 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 won their division. Jamal Adams played pretty good, um, but their de- Bobby Wagner was a no show. He he got injured and he just didn't really do a whole whole lot before that injury, and that was really the demise. Yeah. Um, being unable to slow the ball down, the Seahawks offense was not putting up points. They had no running game. Chris Carson couldn't get going. He didn't show up. He didn't yeah. show up at Cam all. Cam Akers had 131 and yards like on said, the other side. Exactly, and Russell Wilson was trying to force things way too often. Yeah, um, and that's just that's just exactly what the Rams needed to do to win the game, and I don't know if that game plan is going to work against the Packers, um, but it definitely worked against the Seahawks. No, I think. And they had that added fuel to the fire with Jamal Adams smoking the cigar two weeks two weeks prior um, and celebrating the division win after they beat the Rams. They had like like we said, don't add fuel to the fire if you're if you're a team that's. That's a favorite. Don't don't yeah. make it worse. If you think that professional athletes don't pay attention to the media and they just want to focus on the game, oh no, we they love bulletin board material just as much as the fans do. They use it just as much as as the fans do. Uh, and I, I agree with you to a point. I think that the Broncos defense in 2015 miles better than what the Rams defense is. I do think that they are good, but the no fly zone with T.J. Ward to keep to leave Chris Harris in the slot. Chris Harris was a slot corner that year. It, it's not like that's going to be replicated for quite a long time. And then Vaughn into Marcus Ware rushing the passer. I, th- I see what you're saying. They're going to have to do the same game plan they did against Seattle, mm-hmm. take the air out of the ball, try and pound the rock with Cam Akers. They're going to have to take it to a whole nother level uh, this coming weekend. We'll talk more about that and give our predictions in our NFL pick them. Now we'll go ahead and switch over to the sport that I know you've been paying attention to. We talked about it with the NBA. You kind of got to look at 10 game splits and Hey, look at that. Most teams have played at least 10 games. A couple may, might be a little bit under. <clears throat> uh, who who was the team that got canceled the other night? Was it Washington? It was uh, Heat. Heat and Celtics got canceled. There have mm-hmm. been a few cancellations recently in the last few days. Hopefully, I, I trust Adam Silver more than any commissioner out there. I know you'll probably agree with that too. But yeah. he he's he's slowly trying to figure it out. They're no longer doing handshakes at the free throw line. They're not doing post game interactions. 
um, which is very interesting. They're no, lo- no longer allowing um, family on a road games, so no no uh, late night hookups on the road. <laughs> no, no 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 Tinder dates. <laughs> Arizona Arizona yeah, Tinder dates in Arizona. Devin Booker when you play play for feet. Well, I mean. Not when not just Devin Booker, the sons, yeah. seven of the sons on, uh, and one one woman. Yeah, <laughs> so, wild story. Look that up if you have time. Don't don't look it up at work though. Uh, make sure that it's at home in a private browser because it gets a little a little raunchy. Yeah, so no 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 more of that. Um, hopefully they figure it all out. I trust Adam Silver. I just don't want cancellation of games. Like we said, the NFL, no cancellations. They're working on rescheduling all those games because they're going to do the doubleheader thing like they've been doing with hockey where it's two they play the same team twice in a row. So mm-hmm. hopefully they can do that again with the NBA and hopefully do that in the future. Um, but I trust Adam Silver 100%. Um, yeah. The Nuggets, however... Off to a slow start. Oh they lost again tonight, by the way. Lost again to the night to, night to the Nets. I'll tell you one thing. Michael Porter Jr., get your shit together. Uh, someone needs to humble him down because he is being reckless right now, and he, he's out for another extended amount of period. Um, they haven't decided when he's going to come back because he's been breaking protocols. Speaking of breaking protocols, we could talk about Kyrie Irving also. Kyrie Irving and that shit storm, man, he has been all over the place. I, he, yeah. he just got the video came out as well about him being at his sister's birthday party without a mask. Boy, is he in trouble. What the hell is going on with these? Do professional athletes think that nobody else has cell phones except for them and social media? Is that what's well, going that, on That here? flies in the 90s. Not right now. It no, does not fly. Yeah, no, if this thing was happening in the 90s, I don't even want to know some of the stories that the professional athletes would have. It would be absolutely crazy, and I, I agree with you, but come on. Like, even, even you, who's starting to believe in all the spiritual healing medicine, if that's your thing, go ahead, go for it. I don't necessarily believe in it. Burning the sage in every arena before you play, it, it is what it is. It, he's a controversial figure to begin with because he's been run out of so many different places because of his attitude. But it's it's just a bad look. Like you're not only representing yourself, you're not only representing your franchise, you're representing the league and professional athletes as as a, as a whole. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Yes, it sucks. Like if I had to go on the road without my family, be sitting in the bubble like they did earlier this year. I wouldn't be having a very good time. It, it's hard. Like, being by yourself is hard. But you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Your families, like, the NBA is giving people generational wealth. Like, their families and their families and their families are going to be good for a long time. And you can't – you get the chance to play basketball for that, and you can't follow the rules that are set in place. And honestly, like, they're not all that difficult. Like, they're not having the bubble for the season was – it is you, still, a, you still get to live in your own home. Yeah. You still have to be, you still get to be around your family, which is a lot is a very very luxury. You just can't go out and about that much, and can't go out to dinner on the road. You can still go out. To, I, I saw some of the protocols. You can still go out to dinner with close family members at certain restaurants. So the league has mandated each city certain restaurants you can go out to in your hometown. So like if you're the home team and you're so say Denver, for instance, there's certain restaurants in downtown Denver players can go out to with their families. Mm-hmm. So that there, there are certain things where they're allowing it to happen. It's strict, but Adam Silver is giving them some leniency exactly. as well. He saw how hard the bubble was. Now they're just, they're just not even doing that. Michael Board jr. Falls under that case too. You got to get your shit together because we are missing you badly. But Kyrie Irving, man, I, I said this, Last year, um, to, when I was talking to this, talking to this, some of my friends is one person that we could see ending his career really soon is Kyrie Irving. 
Kyrie Irving, he's one of those players where he doesn't take anything for granted. He, he doesn't take shit from nobody. He is going to be, um, he's going to do everything on his terms. Doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Um, I could see him retiring within the next two years. It's weird saying that, that he's going to retire before LeBron did. Um, because considering LeBron's still the prime of his career, but mm-hmm. Kyrie could be one of those guys where he just calls it. I've made my money. I've won a championship already. Um, I'm just done. I'm going to go off, do different things, be with my family. And I could very well see that happening with Kyrie. It, it's a possibility. Honestly, I could also see a, a situation similar, but not similar to maybe like a Colin Kaepernick to where teams just don't want to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause it's, well, I mean, the, he, the, he's a great, like I've seen some of the highlights this year, his handles. I, I would be falling all over myself if I had to try and guard him one-on-one. He still can play and he's still one of the top players in the league, but at some point, your attitude and the fact that you bring more distractions than you produce gets under, like, that gets in the minds of general managers and front offices, and franchises just don't want to deal with bullshit well, like let's that. Let's get this straight, though. First of all, his attitude in front of the cameras is terrible. His mm-hmm. attitude behind the scenes, though, it's different because he gives a lot back to charity. He gave a lot to the WNBA players who, who ain't, weren't able to make the bubble and weren't able to make some money. So he's done a lot of great charitable things. It's a person that's in front of the camera that acts like he's bigger than everyone else. Not a locker room guy. Not a locker room guy, necessarily. He does a lot of great things in the community, and that, that that should be go. That should go without, or that should go noted, mm-hmm. um, because he, he's a great person in the community. But Sean Marks has, has lost his mind. He he his statement today saying we will let Kyrie, Ky, Sean Marks. He's a GM of the Nets. I'll help Thank you. Out. Thank there you. Thank you. Yeah. GM of the Nets. He was he was a longtime NBA role player, role uh, player in the early 2000s. So um, he's a he's a GM for the Nets. He came out and said today he was like we're gonna let Kyrie speak on why he uh, missed games in the near future. So he obviously is upset with everything that's been going on. Another person that should be upset, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant came to Brooklyn because of Kyrie Irving. He wanted a team with him for so long, and now Kyrie is letting KD, who's obviously still playing at a high level, down. And this Nets team has a lot of promise and could be very good. If you're the if you're Kevin Durant, why not ask for a trade for James Harden? Why not send Kyrie to Houston? Because at this point, James Harden, he's he's putting on some weight. But at this point, you need you need players. Those strip and, club buffets aren't keto. That's that's oh for my sure. Gosh, he, he needs he needs a diet. Holy cow! So he's he's, needs ultra, a diet. he's ultra thick. Um, maybe we need to get him on that Jonah Mitchell diet or something. But maybe. He, he, either way. If you're the, if you're Kevin Durant, you came to Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving, came to win a championship because you didn't want to go to the Knicks, and the guy you're pairing with is doing this, I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. I'd be pissed. And Kevin Durant's not a guy to let his feelings go unheard, whether it's through a burner account or whether it's through his own account. I would also say that he's letting down Steve Nash as well because this was kind of Steve Nash's shot, and Steve Nash took a lot of shit, rightfully or otherwise, over the season because everybody... Like we said, the climate during the summer was no fun. During quarantine, everybody was losing their minds. But um, he got a lot of crap because he's a white guy. He's Canadian, and he got a job over some other candidates that, you know, maybe had a little bit more coaching experience. I still agree with you when we talked about it when he first got hired. Nobody knows basketball better than Steve Nash. He's Mm -hmm. obviously qualified to be a head coach, but the fact that you have to try and coach after all that crap that you had to deal with when you first got he's hired. Had, he's had to deal with a lot in his first year. And he they're winning games. They're winning games. Yeah, they're in the playoff picture right now, 6-6. Six and six. I, I mean, they're, they're I mean, yeah, they're 500. It's only 12 games so yeah, far. But I, know, he, I know. Either way, they're winning games against good teams. They they blew out Boston on Christmas Day um, with Kyrie Irving. They're you plus 5.5 as a team, too. Yeah, you see what this team can do when they're full strength. 
Kyrie Irving is just blowing another chance. And Kevin Durant, especially, he's the, he's the best player on that team, Kevin Durant is. And he is now relying on having to start a, a Joe Harris at the, at the point guard position. Or and Spencer Dinwiddie, who is a former CU um, Colorado, University of Colorado player, he went out. He's out for the year too. So they're just dropping like flies in Brooklyn. And when if they're all fully healthy, that team can beat anyone in the league. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm including the Lakers in that picture because they have a team where they can guard the Lakers with KD with LeBron and then Jared Allen or DeAndre Jordan on Anthony Davis. So they yeah. have a team that can contend for a title very easily. But one guy on your team is messing everything up, and that may cause you. Cause your team a lot of turmoil going in the future. I do have one question because I, I watched his highlights a little bit um, over the weekend. Zach Levine ha- had a pretty crazy weekend. If you're Brooklyn, do you maybe see what Chicago wants to do? Because Chicago right now is is still kind of in the gutters. They're they're still trying to rebuild and and gain the glory of of not yesteryear anymore. It's two decades ago now. But do you possibly maybe look at moving Kyrie to Chicago and, and or? It's, making some sort of a play for Zach Levine because at least we know he's going to try and, and do everything that he can to win. He scored 45 points uh, in the last game, in the game that I saw, uh, the highlights Against of. the Lakers, yeah. yeah. Well, he, well, I was saying this on three in the key. One of the teams that people are going to be fun to watch that aren't going to be good are going to be the Bulls. Uh, Bulls have a lot of young talent. Kobe White is really good too. Zach Levine, he's still young. I think he's 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 been tossed around the league, unfortunately, with Minnesota, and he's he was a part of multiple deals that go watch his uh, dunk contest highlights. One of the great, the great. Uh, him versus Aaron Gordon? I would say it's the greatest dunk contest of all time. It just might because, be. Just not because of how good the players are, because of the dunks they did. It just might be. Yeah, yeah. no, those two yeah. those two put on a show that year. One I of the greatest dunk contests of all time. But the dude has it's primed for an all-star season this year. And the Bulls, they might not be winning games, but they're fun to watch. They compete. Um, they got a young talent. Wendell Carter is playing really good, too, now. Lori Markkinen hasn't come back yet, um, but he's going to be good coming up. Um, they have the young talent. Patrick Williams, their fourth overall pick. I didn't agree with their draft pick. Probably should have picked Obi Toppin, but he, he excuse me, he's looked pretty good. Otto Porter too, man. They have young talent. They're yeah. what the Hawks were last year. I don't know. You probably won't get to. No, I, I've I watched Trey yeah, Young. Trey Young is really good, and they have good talent. Atlanta, they just weren't there yet this year. Atlanta yeah. this year is a playoff team. They're playing really well. This is the Bulls team where they're one or two pieces away, like the Hawks did when they added Capella, added Gallinari, added Rondo for these reasons. Bulls are in that position where they are getting young guys developed, mm-hmm. and now two a year from now, two years from now, they're going to be contenders in the East. So um, you don't so think that they'll move on from the, Levine? No, they won't move on from Levine because Levine's young enough. Um, he he. I mean, he's only twenty five. He like fits he, into that yeah, core. He still fits in that into, into that young core. Mm. Uh, he came straight out of college after one year, and he's been around for a while now. So he won't leave soon. He'll um. They'll they'll keep on to him. It's not it's not one of those things where you need draft capital for the Bulls. You have a good young team. Build that core for a year, and then next year. Add more pieces and and make it a playoff run. I can see that. Uh, on the West side, no no surprise. Lakers still no, holding down the number one spot. They're play. They're eight and three, plus eight eight point three as a team. Utah right now is is two. Don't is that a little bit with the Utah? Is that a little bit inflated just because there hasn't been that many games? Yeah, and, it's twelve game season. Yeah. Everyone relax. Utah. They're seven and four. They've played some pretty bad teams. Um, 
things of noteworthy would be Houston being three and five. They're, they're, they're just all over the place. Boogie Cousins has played three games and he's been kicked out of two of them. Um, so that's a whole other story. That's, that's, that's the H Town Boogie now. San Antonio has been playing pretty well. So, is that, or DeMar DeRozan, who thought, a lot of people thought he would be on the trade block soon. Mm-hmm. They've played well. They've, they're working their way in. Golden State is six and four. Like I said, the Nuggets are, are 10th or 11th ranked right now and we're only one, two games back. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, the biggest fall offs would be Minnesota. Minnesota without Cat has been really has been struggling a lot. Um, besides that, on the East, the most notable thing is Toronto Raptors. Raptors have struggled a lot. I know our friends at the Bleacher Connection do not like that. Yeah. Toronto has struggled a lot. Um, Siakam is showing that he cannot lead a team. They are badly missing Serge Ibaka, who went to the Clippers, and then Marcus Gasol, who went to the Lakers. They are badly missing both of them, and Fred Van Fleet. I love Fred, but he's he's not shown to, up to his potential so far. He he can take the next step, but Toronto needs a lot more from him. Mm-hmm. And relying on OG and Anunoby, who's still raw talent. Yeah, that's a name. Bless man. you. That's a name. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Oh, that's a raw talent. So they they got to get things going. They've they've two and eight start. I would not expect that from a team that's two years removed from a championship. Um, so they they got to get their stuff together. Yeah, and the thing about the NBA season, it's normally a lot longer, so you kind of got a ramp up period. And it's the same thing. We'll we'll kind of transition into the NHL with this with this um, statement because I was listening. I've been trying to study up since I'm on two for chirping now. But not having those extra games, you kind of got to get going fast. There's no ramp-up period anymore. So, yes, the Nuggets still have plenty of time. Get, Like you said, NBA, get, get your shit together. Get your shit together. But, Will Barton also, you're not a number one option anymore on this team. You're the number five option at this point. You got to take a step back. He's not been able to do that. Gary Harris struggled at the beginning. He's had a pretty good last – he didn't play tonight, but his last game against New York was pretty well, and the other night too against – I forgot who it was. It might have been Minnesota mm-hmm. or a different one, but he played pretty well too. So he's on the rise. We just need him to get – knock down some shots, and I need consistency for Jamal Murray too because Jokic right now is on a tear. Yeah. He is on a tear. He has been unbelievable. He is producing like no big man has we've ever seen before, and it's just unfortunate he, we can't get help from around him. Well, speaking of, of a team we have high hopes for, well, let's get very, into some Very, very NH- high hopes for. Very high hopes. And and the Bleacher Connection confirmed it. If you listen to Two for Chirping last week, the the Avalanche are not just a paper favorite anymore. They they could be really something. Um, but I have my notes from the Two for Chirping. Let's go ahead. Let's go through these divisions because there's a big shakeup now since uh, COVID. Canada is going to be uh, their own division, and then they've kind of split up everybody else around the league as well so first we'll start off with the canadian division edmonton vancouver winnipeg toronto calgary montreal and ottawa um do you do you have a favorite in that division of do you i know we don't get to see the canadian teams a ton in the states just because it's you barely see hockey anyways but of those canadian teams do you think any of them can kind of make a a run i I mean toronto i'll keep saying it again they're the biggest what if in hockey you don't know what you're going to get they have the talent they Mm -hmm. have the young guys they have one of the best young players american by the way austin matthews uh, on the team um and they they, they stole john Tavares from new york uh, from the islanders so it's interesting because a team that I feel like should, could make a lot of noise is Edmonton here. If McDavid is a and Drysidle and they get, they just need to figure out their secondary or the set, the people behind. Um, and McDavid they, has to learn how to play defense. That's true. So you got to work on your defense. You got to work on getting your goalie into shape and get everything work going. But I like Edmonton a lot. They can make a lot of noise. The team that people are hyping up way too much is Winnipeg. Winnipeg, mm-hmm. um, I think. 
Line A could be on the move very soon because this team has struggled a lot. I think their championship period is almost done. Connor Hollebuck is not good anymore. Um, Blake Wheeler is getting old. Um, unless you have Shifley going, that team is that team has talent. Mm -hmm. They're just under they undervalue themselves too much, and they they don't know how to take the next step. Um, I, I, I like I like Edmonton to win this division. Calgary's obviously going to make some noise. I hate saying that, but they're going to make some noise. Shout out Trevor from the Bleacher Connection. He's and a Vancouver, big Calgary fan. Vancouver, man, I think Vancouver should be the favorites to win the division based upon what they did last year. Yeah, they were one um, goal away. Bringing Braden Holpe, though, is an interesting case because um, they had a great goalie there before in Markstrom, and you bring in Holpe to compete. You have a great one-two punch. Don't get me wrong. That helps a lot, but when it comes to playoffs, only one goalie is going to play, and I don't know who they're going to have right now because Holby's won a Stanley Cup. Markstrom played great in the playoffs next year, and then obviously with Vancouver, can Quinn, Young, Quinn Hughes excuse me, take the next step and be that number one defender on the team? Mm -hmm. That's the big question for them, but I like Vancouver to win this div division. Um, give me Edmonton number two. Yeah, right now, I think the consensus winner of that division because the Bleacher Connection sent it out to all of the hockey fans across the network, and I think the consensus for that division was maybe Edmonton uh, or Toronto. Joe Thornton, by the way, longtime San Jose Shark, is going to be a Maple Leaf this year. That's going to be weird seeing that big old beard in the in the baby blue instead yeah, of the Joe, Joe teal. Thornton's been tossed around. He was in Boston forever. He was in San Jose forever. It's going to be weird seeing him in Toronto blue. Yeah, uh, moving on, the East Division. This is probably the most competitive division top to bottom. Philadelphia, Islanders, Washington, New York Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins, Boston Bruins, and the New Jersey Devils and Buffalo Sabres. So there's really two teams, the, the Sabres and Devils, you can kind of flip-flop at the bottom, I think. Sabres did, though, add Taylor Hall. Mm -hmm. We'll say that. So they maybe could surprise some teams maybe. offensively. Could surprise some teams and make a deep run. I wasn't impressed with Hall last, in the playoff series yeah, against the Yeah, I mean, we're saying that also because we want him on our team, and then he didn't we did, come here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he wasn't that great with the Coyotes, but I think he's going to be more prominent. Jack Eichel is going to maybe have a good year there down there in Buffalo. Buffalo won't win the division, no. but they'll make some noise. I think they, they'll probably push themselves ahead of the Devils. Uh, but the, I guess we'll talk about it now. The Bruins' big thing was they, they let Zidane Chara go last week. I think that was week. a huge mistake. I think that was a huge mistake. We can get into it. Why do, why, why do you think it's a mi well, mistake? Well, first of all, you let your captain walk. You let like you literally let him walk out the door and go to a division rival. Well, I mean, they weren't division rivals originally, but they are now. Mm -hmm. Now the Capitals are going to have to – now the Bruins have to face Zidane Chara a lot more during the regular season, and Chara has some legs underneath him. They may not be great minutes, but the Bruins were looking at him like he's not going to be a top six defender. And I – Beg to differ is that Daniel Chara is not his top six defender still. He can still get some minutes yep. and still get some play time on the ice and still make quality quality time out of Lots it. Lots of playoff experience, exactly. Too. And that's what it comes down to in hockey is how many guys have won a cup before. And Capitals are loaded. They're yep. loaded. Kuznetsov coming back. Um, Ovi being Ovi. Ovi's Ovi. Can't deny that. Ovi. Chara. Ovi. Um, I'm not really sure what their goalie situation is now with with Holby being gone, but um, they they can make yeah. a lot. Of, they can make a lot of noise. Pittsburgh too. He, they have Sidney Crosby still. People forget. I was going to mention those Sydney two. Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin yeah. are still around, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to mention those two because they're kind of, I say that they're probably towards the end of their championship window as well, but they still have the talent that they can make a run this year. Uh, who's you, who do you think is going to win this this division? Like I said, these teams are just going to beat the crap out of each other all through the regular season, but who do you have coming out on top? Yeah, this is a tough one. I like the Islanders a lot. Islanders could be make a lot of noise. They were a goal um, away from the Stanley Cup final last year, too. Yeah, they could Tampa. make a lot of noise. Um, the Rangers people are sleeping on, too. Artemi Panarin, 
stud. The bread man is a stud. Um, the Frenier, the, he, we saw how good he was in the World Juniors for Canada. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's going to make the roster. They can make a jump. Um, the Flyers, I just don't know. They have a great goaltender in Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Um, but they, they – they they just there's just I don't know a whole lot about the Flyers I'll be honest yeah. I just don't know a lot about them they are expected to win a lot but you don't know what you're gonna get um, from them um, I I think I think this is gonna come down to Boston they're gonna come down to Boston and Washington um, the Flyers I think are gonna make some noise there too in the top three yeah. um, but if I were to pick a team Boston I don't think will make a deep run in the playoffs but I'll still pick them to win this division yeah. Uh, I mentioned it on two for chirping. I kind of think that the Bruins let Chara go away because you could tell, uh, especially in that Tampa series, the speed of Tampa Bay was just getting to the the Bruins defense. Not just Chara, everybody on that defense, but mm-hmm. that was that was pretty glaring. I have the Flyers winning this division just because I thought that they were they kind of underperformed against the Islanders and ended up losing that series last year. And a lot of the times we saw it with Tampa last year, they got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs two years ago, came back and won a Stanley Cup. Next division will go to the West, and, and this is going to be one that we're the. It's you can basically guess who we're both going to pick for this division, but this one is a little bit. This division is a little bit interesting because you got the Avalanche, the Golden Knights, and the St. Louis Blues. Those three. All, all could be playoff teams. The rest of them, and and throw, there's going to be throw the Yotes in there. You could throw the Yotes in there, possibly maybe Lose, losing Taylor Hall hurts a little bit, but they got a young t- team too, so you could throw them in there because their goaltending. I mean, we saw how annoying that was, but their goaltending could lead them into the playoff picture as well. The good thing about them is that they only have to beat four pretty mediocre teams in the Sharks, the Kings, the Ducks, uh, and the Wild to be able to make it into the playoffs, but. I will say we mentioned the Wild as a possible sleeper for the fourth spot in this division. It's, I don't like that at all. I think the Wild are, are past their prime. They they're kind of rebuilding, but they're not. They still have a bunch of old guys on their team. I don't mm-hmm. like them at all. I think they they're bottom seller, honestly. Um, could be. Uh, I, I think they're bottom seller. I think the Ducks could be on the rise. Um, Zegros, we saw how good he was in the World Juniors. He's mm-hmm. definitely making a roster spot on that young team because they mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot of talent. Um, Zegros looks like he could be really good. Um, the Ducks could make some noise. I like the ducks over the wild at the bottom of this division but um I, I the sharks too the sharks have a lot of talent too Burnsy is there brent burns and um martin jones too as well they still have a, a good core group they just lost everyone they lost joe thornton they yeah. lost uh, carlson's still there but he's back into these they career. lost pavelski two years they lost ago. pavelski they lost um don they yeah. lost so many good players from that team that was in the stand or western conference finals uh two years ago Yep. Um, but after they beat the Avs, they were right there. Um, so this this team, I don't know where it dropped off so big, um, but letting your captain go on Favelski and free agency, not a good sign. And then letting, I mean, Joe Thornton back into his career, makes sense to let him go. But still, he was a locker room leader, and yeah. that's going to hurt your team a big time. And all those California teams are going to be on the road, even at their home games. San Jose, I know. I don't know about Los Angeles and Anaheim. Uh, with the Kings and Ducks, but San Jose is actually scheduled to play all of their home games in Arizona because mm-hmm. their county won't allow their team to have uh, won't uh, won't allow their team to practice in their county. Uh, moving on to the Central, which it's, you, you want to talk about the top of the West real quick? Okay, we'll t- we'll talk about the top of the West. Who do you have, have winning? Let's this have division? the argument of second place. Cause okay, we'll, yeah, because I let's, let's, let's Avs are going to win the division. Both of us say that we're biased, but it's hard to biased kind of biased kind of, but. We're, it's not like we're idiots. No. We're, Everybody that I've listened to says that the Avs are definitely a contender. It's going to come down to experience and goaltending for them. 
Uh, if Grubauer can stay healthy yeah. and Francois can get going too, I'm hoping Francois is going to have the sweetest helmet in uh, in, he does in have the game. Pretty nice mask. But, yeah, that's a pretty pretty nice cap there. But um, with the Avs, Bowen Byram could make the roster too. We, mm-hmm. we we saw him along the juniors. He was the best. He's the most NHL ready player we saw the juniors. Yeah. No no doubt about that. He and Alex Newhook as well for Canada. Both those players. Are, the Avalanche are just storming with talent. The question with the Avs is can Kale McCarr take the next step? Can you get a full healthy season from Grubar and Francois? Um, and then you're, you're a Stanley Cup team. Mm-hmm. But that's if. You have to stay healthy. Make sure the defense the, stays healthy. The defense especially, too. Because, yeah. I mean, Byron, cause with the COVID year, you got to think, Byron will be on the fringe. But he'll at least be taxi squad. He will be taxi squad, but that's going to be big this year. Yeah, with with COVID and players. We saw it with the games. practice squad in the NFL. Some sometimes you get guys to be able to come in and and actually produce, and, and they weren't like they're not going to be a starter, but they can come in and, and give you exactly solid minutes, some yeah. of those games where if a guy gets COVID for one game and he has to miss out four games, maybe Byram has to step in. So that's where it's nice for the Abs have a lot of depth. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Um, but the, that this, defense. That was the big problem against the the Stars at the end of that series, losing Johnson early on in the playoffs, and then, you know, Gerard. He's a good defense, offensive defenseman, but he he lacked a lot. Like he he did a dive block on that last goal that the Stars scored to be able to win that game, and he went vertical instead of horizontal. So you gave the guy two way go. So the, the defense is going to be my big thing. And Kale McCarr, do not. I repeat, I'm wearing your jersey, so obviously I got some faith in you, but do not. Turn the puck over in your own zone. That That is the easiest way to hurt your team and to put immense pressure on your goaltenders, especially by the time that Dallas Stars series was where we at, were at in that series, we were on a third-string goalie. Yeah, a guy I, who was playing for the Eagles two weeks before. I know you hate that series more than anything, but I give us a pass because the injuries we had. Like we said, we are our third goalie. If Grubauer and Francois can stay healthy, we'll be just fine. Yeah. So I'm not worried about that at all. I think we'll still be fine because we, we were the better team. And right now, considering we added Devin Tays, Fantastic addition. Yeah. Islanders let him gave him up for nothing. Absolutely stupid. Joe Sackick has got to have something Joe on everybody. Every other GM. Joe Sackick is a genius. Yeah. He's a genius. He's he's done something right. I know you were calling for his head not too long ago, saying Sackick and GM needs to leave because the Abs are on verge of losing. That was before free agency. That was before you were saying GM needs to go after the playoffs, and I said park the bus because I know what it's Joe mainly Sackick Bednar. Do. It's mainly Bednar that I want out, but we'll, we'll. If we don't win, that's yeah. something we talk about at the end of the year. I know you were, you were. I, I, I remember. I physically remember saying Jimmy parked the bus and Joe Sackett because he's not. He's a genius. It's true. And he's then I genius. came back the next week after free agency started, and I was like, I was totally wrong. I, I admit <laughs> that he was just looking for an assist, and he was able to find one. That, exactly. that was cool. So, um, so the future is bright. We just got to get healthy, get play, have a full season of healthy healthiness, mm-hmm. and hopefully no COVID problems either. And give me fans back at the arena because please, because seeing fans. At the playoff games in Buffalo and everywhere, why the hell can't they allow a thousand fans into an arena here in Denver? Why the hell not? I'll be safe. I'll get tested ten times a week. I don't give a damn. Just let me go to a game. I just need some playoff hockey in my life. I've wanted, I've wanted to go to. I've never been to actually. I've never been to a playoff hockey game, and that's what I want to do more than anything this year. Hopefully, or maybe next year. I said it on two for chirping. I kind of, I wish and I hope that we'll be able to. get some fans there during the season. But if I can't go and it's for the betterment and the safety of everybody else, I'll understand. Hopefully we get it back in 2022. 
Um, but well, let's have this argument for the yeah, second best team in this division. The second best team in the division, I think, is one hundred percent the Knights. I think the Knights added a lot more. They're a very good team. Flurry at net—that is just a royalty to have. Flurry mm-hmm. is a Stanley Cup proven uh, winner, and he knows exactly what it takes to win. He may be on the back end of his career, but with goalies, you can see them go on forever. He's also I, a backup. I think. I think uh, St. Louis. Yeah, I think St. Louis may have dropped down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think they've they they've fallen off a little bit. They lost a few pieces, and they let some guys walk very easily. And I, I think St. Louis won't be as good. Yeah, um, they let a few guys walk, like I said. And I think Petrangelo is going to hurt them a lot on yeah. their defensive end. So That's they, gonna be... they they have some problems there. I don't. I think it's vague. I think it's it's obviously Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, fifty feet of crap, and everyone else. Yeah. So I the mean... fourth seed in this in this division is going to just be lucky to. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Hope I can hope I can uh, win a couple games, but I'm not looking for anything specific. Uh, now moving on to the Central. The defending Stanley Cup champions, the Lightning, are in the Central. That's weird to say because they're from Florida. But uh, right now, I have it in the Central. Lightning, Blue Jackets, Hurricanes, Stars are my fourth in this division. And then everybody else, like the Blackhawks, Panthers, Predators, and Red Wings. Red Wings, thank you for still being one of the worst franchises in hockey. It makes me so happy to be able to say that and it actually be factual. Uh, But I think that this is the Lightning's division to lose. The Blue Jackets and Hurricanes will compete. Uh, but Dallas is already having COVID issues like badly. So this, this division is kind of a, a two team race and then everybody else will just be competing to see where they jockey a- after that. I think two, I think this division is Tampa Bay and everyone else. If I'm being honest, I think the second spot could be argued for a lot more teams than just Columbus and um, Carolina. I think I th- the Blackhawks, their ass. Let's not worry about them. I don't have to worry about that. Um, but Dallas could you could make that they could come back in the picture. Florida with uh, Bobrovsky and Net they could make some noise. Ekblad as well. Um, he he's been he's held out though, so that could be a problem. With Nashville too. Nashville has been an okay team, and they're not that far away from a President's Trophy. Mm-hmm. They 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 still have good young talent, or sorry, they still have good talent, not young anymore, but good talent. Pretty old um, now. Pretty old now. Maybe they need to move on from Pecorine sooner or later and get Sar in the net mm-hmm. as your number one net minder. Um, but Nashville could make some noise. Um, like I said, it's Tampa Bay and everyone else. It's, it's Tampa, Bay's the, Tampa Bay's division to lose 100%. Um, the, rest, the, rest of the, the rest of the division is going to be buttonheads, I think. I think Tampa could possibly win the President's Trophy this year based on the rest of the teams in their division. It's just, it's just weird having, having the two Stanley Cup finalists in the same division. Yeah, that was that was kind of strange. Very weird. Obviously, they couldn't put the Lightning in the East because then yeah. there would be like 14 teams in the East without if you were just going based off region. So now, quickly, um, I got for we're starting our segments this time on two for chirping. So we'll skip over. We, we'll talk about maybe uh, end of season awards and final four a little bit later in the season. But, I need to come on because I need to chirp them boys about the Canadian loss. I just tell you that right now. I, need, uh, I, need to come I, on I didn't chirp. go as hard as you wanted me to, but I was also I, I don't know those guys as well. That's we did fair. we got into it a little bit. He called me an American that didn't know anything, which was perfectly fine because when it comes to hockey. Americans do know quite a quite a bit less than than the Canadians do. That's just, just because wait till twenty twenty two when we take gold Ooh. and the NHL is back in the Olympics and at Austin the BleacherCon one, at the BleacherCon two, and at two for chirping because they'll be able to see it all on there. Uh, but we're doing we have a segment called Studs and Duds, which is basically the best and best of the week and worst of the week, and it could be player, GM, anything like that. So help me come up with my stud and dud. For this week on two for chirping, I'm I'm probably not not gonna lie. Sack is probably gonna be my stud just because what he's been able to do in the off season and 
I got to give kudos to the captain. He's still the captain uh, of the ship, but who do you think should be my dud for the first to uh, this first segment of two? Pertur- two I, pertur- I would say arguably you could put stud there for Corey Crawford. He just retired. He had a great career in Chicago. Um, he just decided to call it quits. Um, unfortunately, that's that's a that's a tough. I, th- I forgot where he was, but he was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. That's a tough pill for New Jersey after signing him and him retiring. That could be argument for stud for dud. Um, damn, I don't know. I would I would maybe go Detroit. Just 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 pick the Red Wings. Just pick the Red the Wings. The Red Wings as a just whole. Just pick because the jerseys, the, everything about them. Yeah. That that's Hockey Town USA, and they are not that anymore. They are not that anymore. You do not deserve. Ever since they left the Joe Joe Louis Arena, ass, absolute ass. Just say just say Little Caesars Arena. There's your dud of the week. Little Caesars Arena where the Pistons and the and the Red Wings play together. Because the Pistons suck. Jammer Grant's played well. But yeah. that arena is your dud. All right. I, I'll take it. And I always love throwing shade at the Red Wings yeah. anyways. Because they, they've had plenty of success. One of the MVP trophies is named after one of their best players of all time. And then, uh, obviously, they had Gordie Howe and all those other guys. Uh, well, let's go ahead and, and get into most dominant team of the week. before. Do you want to do most dominant team before the break or after? Because we kind of... We can, we can maybe do it after and then lead into the pick'em as well. So Let's do it after. All right. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break here, a little bit from our partners at the Unhinged Sports Network, and we'll be back with the rest of this episode. You're listening to the far end of the bench on the Unhinged Sports Network. What's up, bench warmers of the Unhinged Sports Network? Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant. And we got some more things to talk to you about because, yes, you can't get anything for Christmas at this point on Fanatics, but it doesn't mean that it's too late to go get your favorite sports fan a new thing to add to his add to his collection. Whatever you want. Jerseys, shirts, coasters. I'm pretty sure I saw stickers on there. You, you can still get anything through the link in our bio for Fanatics. It helps out the Unhinged Sports Network as a whole. There is a lot of good stuff. I mean, the, the SEC Championship gear, ACC Championship gear. Big and time. by this time, you'll probably still be listening to, you'll maybe see National Championship gear, Rose Bowl gear, whatever it may be. Anything you want. Literally, literally anything. And you'll, you can find it on Fanatics, man. Use the link. Make sure to hit the link in our link tree um, that's in all of our bios, man. Because all that stuff is going to be fantastic. Gotta use the link, though. Have to use the link. At Pod, all social medias. Go get you some new stuff from Fanatics. Help out the Unhinged Sports Network. Thanks, guys. What's up, Bench Warmers? Jimmy Pilato here, and I wanted to talk to you today about a new show coming to the Unhinged Sports Network. We've introduced it to you with NFL Unhinged. You've heard Nico, my co-host, on 3 in the Key with the Reserves and Dennis from Sports and Things. But now, what do we do when it's no longer football season and you're too physical for basketball? We watch hockey, and me and the Bleacher Connection guys, Ken and Trevor, are going to start doing a weekly NHL show called Two for Chirping that's going to air premieres on Saturdays, I believe, before the week starts with the games, and we got tons of stuff. We have a lot of things planned. We're going to pick trophies at the beginning of the season, games every single week, and talk about all the headlines, and we'll have a rotating seat from everybody on the network, but two for chirping. Check it out. It's going to start the week before NHL games starts. Not this week, but the following week, January 16th, and we will see you guys there. Hope to join you on two for chirping. Welcome back, bench warmers. Uh, be sure to check out Fubo and Fanatics. Uh, it, we we tweeted it out last night. If you're an Alabama fan, uh, at 
at the Scott family, go get yourself some national Shout championship beer. Shout out Charlie for championship Chuck. Championship Chuck. That's true. Three three rings in a season. It's you want to talk about ring season, that's something. But uh, they do have the national championship gear up on there. Use the link in our bio, at FEOTB Pod. Help out the Unhinged Sports Network as a whole. And it's it's great stuff. You can get whatever you want. A lot of great stuff. You, this, you're going to see. I didn't get hey. this from Fanatics because they didn't have my size. But I would have if you, they did. You can get yourself a USA Hockey jersey. Mm-hmm. That, there you go. Good. I mean, it's not. you can't get this one because this is an old Nike one. But you can get the nice new ones on there. So go go, go check that out. The new sweaters are, are pretty nice. And then Fubo TV, it's, it's a great way if you want cable but don't have to pay for cable i know a lot of the guys on the network started using it and they're like oh i've saved like 30 or 40 bucks so those are two great great things that we have let's go ahead most dominant team of the last week and then we'll get into our divisional round pick them and finish out the show with our our normal segments but the most dominant team of the week for me it's kind of it's interesting because they didn't win by as much as i thought they were going to but looking at some of the stats the buffalo bills Stephon Diggs had over 160 yards receiving. Josh Allen, over 300 yards passing. That team, like I said earlier on in the show, they're the scariest team, I think, to the Chiefs that is left in the AFC side of this playoffs. So they're, they're my most dominant team of the week. Can I pick Alabama? <laughs> can I, can I, mean, I pick, can we, I pick we Alabama? I was going to pick a college team actually a, a couple weeks ago, but we never had that discussion. If you wanted to pick Alabama, you can. I, I'm not going to do it for the sake of keeping with tradition, but I would say Alabama should deserve this. But I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. I'll pick the Browns because they're probably going to get their shit rocked against Kansas City. You agree with Chase? They're going to get clapped this week? Yeah, they're probably going to get their ass clapped this weekend. I'm probably going to eat my words the week from now. But I like. I wouldn't be mad I'm, if you I'll had pick to. the Browns because of what they did in their first quarter. All right. Um, All right. It, should, I'm honorable mention Alabama football, but I'm picking Browns. Honorable mention Alabama. That that makes sense. Now let's go ahead and get into the pick. And we actually didn't do too bad last week. I mean, the, I, mean I didn't do great. No. I, I, I went 500. Yeah, I think I still have most of my bracket intact. The only one that I lost, I don't know if – I actually can't remember if I picked – Washington in the upset when I sent you the final. You, you picked the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm, I had a pretty good week, but now it's getting down to the nitty gritty. If you're listening to NFL Unhinged, be sure to tune into that on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, because we got games both days. And then we'll have the long video on Sunday morning on our YouTube channel. But we're doing points for the playoff pick em. So one point for wild card, two points for divisional round. Oh, no. One point for wild card divisional, two points for championship, and then five points for the Super Bowl. Right now, we got the Rams and Packers, Ravens, Bills, Browns, Chiefs, Buccaneers, Saints, and we will be calling the Rams and Packers game. So, sorry to your voice, but we're gonna you're gonna have to make sure you drink a lot of tea. And, I'm gonna and, have to have my cup of cocoa right next to me, or or doing that, man, because oh man, that's gonna be a headache. But it's be, tune be a in long on week. <laughs> tune in on Colorcast on iOS only so far, but. We've been having a lot of fun with those broadcasts. And maybe we'll, a possible partnership. We maybe, possibly. Maybe. we got a meeting meeting later in the week. But uh, Rams-Packers, I, I agree with everything that you were saying earlier about the Packers just being that team. And the Rams having to go up to Lambeau. Uh, I haven't checked the weather for the weekend, but even if the weather is bad, Packers proved against the Titans that it, snow doesn't really affect them. Devontae Adams can still cut on a dime in the snow, and Aaron Rodgers has no problem throwing – touchdowns in three feet of snow or on a sunny and 75 degree day like we said last night on the national championship broadcast excuse me he has more touchdown passes than jk has punts on the season 48 touchdown passes 46 punts Crazy. dude he's gonna have an mvp season 
which sucks because I think Josh Allen is has had an MVP he caliber season. It, but Aaron Rodgers also deserves. I, Josh I, Allen, you'll get yourself an MVP soon. I'll say that. I, we like we said last week, we shouldn't pick this game, but I'll ask you, who are you picking in this game? I'm picking the Packers, obviously. I'm picking the Packers because they're my Super Bowl favorites out of the NFC. After my dumbass picked the Seahawks preseason, I changed my mind and went to the Packers. So I'm picking Packers here. The Rams' offense isn't going to be able to get going, but I'll pick the Packers here to win. Not. I'm not going to say I'm rooting for the Packers, wink, wink, but I want Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl. There you go. Uh, I, I also have the Packers. Honestly, there's not a whole bunch of upsets I could see happening this weekend, but it, it would be interesting to see if they did happen. Next game, Ravens-Bills. Uh, I, I really hope that the Ravens get their comeuppance for what they did at the end of that game last week, not just because we're closeted Titans fans, just as a, a football fan in general. I don't think that you should ever behave that way after a win. Yes, it, it was a huge win, and that's Lamar Jackson's first playoff win. Do it like you've been there before. And just do that for me. Just just for me. Just for me sitting here in, in Denver, Colorado. Just do that for me, please. Um, but I'm going Bills in this one because I think Josh Allen and the, that offense will still be humming. And they it, their defense doesn't have to play great because their offense can score and kind of cover up their warts, but their defense is pretty talented as well. You know what? I'm going to go against you. I'm picking the Ravens because I – You just want to piss me off, huh? No, I'm doing it for – there's a few reasons why. One, Charles Barkley curse. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a, it's a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm not I'm – not, so it's going to come up sooner or later. Oh, you, you don't want Josh Allen to be close to a Super Bowl because the Broncos could have drafted him. Also, hold on. So let, hold on. Let me, let me finish my take here. Okay. I want Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship because I want Patrick Mahomes to kick his ass. I will be rooting for the Bills. However, I think the Ravens are going to win this game. I, I want the Bills to win, but I'm, I, after my dumbass picked the Washington football team and I picked the Titans and I, I missed – I have the worst record on NFL in hands right now, I'm pretty sure, after the first round of playoffs. So I need to mix up some ground. I think the Ravens are going to win this game. Um, they, they were able to slow down – Derrick Henry and that game plan, I feel like they can have a game plan to go against Josh Allen now. Um, so I, I'm taking the Ravens here to win this game. I'm rooting for the Bills. Don't get me wrong, I'm rooting for the Bills. But I'm picking the Ravens because I think they're going to win. Yeah, it's not outlandish. It's probably one of the closer matchups. I think it's the best game of the yeah, weekend, 100%. I, I think it's going to be the best matchup of the weekend. Moving on, the Cinderella story, Browns going into Kansas City to play Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes off a of bye week. Uh, it's. I don't think I have to ask for your pick on this one. I have the Chiefs just because you know the Browns. Maybe we've been saying it for, uh, for Jimmy, a few different it, teams. Don't say it. The Browns. Don't say I'm not. It. No. The, not don't that. Say it. Not that. I think they got a little bit too excited too early. And do they have anything left? You know, because you know when that happens, like when you, when you arrive somewhere early, it's very taxing. And, and they, they did it two weeks in a row because they did it to beat the Steelers in Week 17 to make the playoffs, and then they did it again in the wild card round. Having Kevin Stefanski back could be an X factor. Who knows? But the Chiefs, until proven otherwise, I think the Chiefs are the best team in this conference and in the Super Bowl. Look, favorite. the Browns are not the Browns anymore. I will not get, add fuel to the fire because this team is good, but they're one or two years away still away from the Super Bowl. Chiefs are that team still. Getting two bye weeks basically for Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. They haven't showed their offense in three weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they really haven't done much. They could have a totally new playbook at this exactly. point. Exactly. So for that matter, the Browns' defense, they are, they are pretty good. Going to give them a lot of credit, but Chiefs are going to win here big. Like I said, I want Chiefs, Ravens, AFC Championship so the Chiefs can pummel them. Yeah, and uh, it's always good to see Colin Clownherd get have to eat his words because, you know, 
He, he said that the Browns weren't going to win last week because Baker Mayfield had his hat backwards in an interview. That's his thing. Like, if you have a and, backwards and hat, he, you're not a franchise he, quarterback. And then he turned his hat backwards in the post-game interview. I love Baker for that Oh, reason. yeah, Baker's – Baker, if you go after Baker – Baker's he, a fun guy. He doesn't he's forget. He's like an elephant. He'll always remember – he never forgets a slight. I'm just glad he got a playoff win because yeah. all the commercials, that all that just ate at him, and now he has playoff win, so he can talk. Those commercials are pretty funny. They are funny. They're, they're getting better, too. He's a good actor. He's got a career after, after football. He'll be maybe he'll be the next Dan Marino, be an Ace Ventura three. Uh, next, we'll we'll move on to the last game of the weekend. Like we said, third time's a charm. That's it's where I am a little bit hesitant for this game, but uh, it's tough to pick this pick against the Saints for me, especially at home. Until they go on the road, that's when I think they're going to fall apart. But uh, I'm going Saints over the Buccaneers. I think they beat them three and zero against their division rival this year, which does make me hesitate a little bit because oh, it it's tough. A lot. It makes me worry a it's lot. It's tough to beat a team twice in a year. Three times is damn near impossible. But I, I'm going to stick with New Orleans and, and I'll go with Saints over the Buccaneers. Look, I, man, I want I'm going to pick the Saints here too because I want Drew Brees to have one last run. Um, like I said, I want him to have one last send off necessarily. I don't know if he'll be able to do that next round mm-hmm. playing the Packers, but. Um, Either way, whoever the winner of this game is, I just hope we get an Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady matchup or an Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees matchup because that would be fantastic. If we get an Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees or Tom Brady matchup and then a Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen matchup, what, what more can you ask for? What more can you ask for? Four best quarterbacks or five best quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, I'm picking the Saints here. Saints dominated. Yeah. Saints dominated. They, I mean, we could have picked them for the most dominant team of the week. I just picked the Browns because of the meme purpose. Yeah. But um, the the Saints could make a lot of noise going forward. They the Bears had no right being in that game. I thought it was going to be closer than I thought, but they just blew them out of the water. Yeah. Um, the Bucks did not look good. They were struggling against Taylor Heineke and a and a under 500 Washington football team. That worry worries me a lot. Um, I'm picking the Saints here big. And Cam Jordan's owned Tristan Wirfs this season. It's not yeah. like it's not like he loses a, a majority of the time. Cam Jordan can do whatever he wants to Tristan Wirfs at this point until proven otherwise, like I said. And, and that could be totally different. Uh, going back to the Saints is the most dominant team of the week. It's just because they were playing the Bills for me. Yeah. It, or they the didn't, Bears, yeah. yeah the, that's what I meant, playing the Bears. They didn't have to do anything spectacular to win, and they really didn't. Uh, I mean, we could have said most dominant team of the week, the slime candidates. Yeah. So. yeah. Also, did you realize that Drew Brees broke 11 ribs when he was injured? I didn't know it was 11. 11 ribs. ribs. That's what they were saying during the broadcast. You only have 24. Jesus Christ. So he, I, it's, it's a miracle he's playing it's, right now. It's his last. I, I hope it's his last season because his body is, come is play, starting to Come to, to Monday fail. Night Football, Drew Brees. Be, be, uh, be the head of Monday Night Football once Lewis Riddick gets a job as GM somewhere. I know where you want him to get the job as a GM. Yeah, it, it's not looking likely anymore. But and that's that's going to be it for the pick and We'll be sure to well, – maybe we'll change them on NFL Unhinged. Be sure to tune in that I probably won't show. change my things on NFL Unhinged. But I don't get to pick I, on NFL I pick, Unhinged. I, I'm so. picking different than my uh, uh, original championship picks because I had um, – excuse me, I had the Seahawks in my NFC championship, and that doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't and work I, and then I had the uh, Bills in my NFC championship, and then I picked the Ravens mm-hmm. now. So I, I did differ. I did differ from the beginning. It'll be interesting to my see My bracket is going to be fucked either way <laughs> that we posted on Instagram. Yeah. But 
Yeah, that, that is true. I'm just waiting to see what you and Kelsey can argue about this weekend because it's always something with the two of you, and that's fine. I'll just tell him Philip Rivers did play like I, I know how he played, and you fucked yourself. Shout out, that's all I'll say. Shout out Hilo Sports at Hilo, high underscore low underscore sports on Twitter. And now all of us don't have playoff teams anymore because the Bears and the Colts lost. So now if you want completely unbiased opinions well, about the playoffs. Jim and Brady. Jim has a weird fetish for Brady, yeah, but – we don't, I mean, they're going to lose this week anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right, let's get into our ending of the show segments, and then we'll talk a little bit more about Jonah coming on at the end of this week. But we'll go beats – or actually, we'll start with Benchwarm of the Week because we deprived you guys of it last week. I'll let you go first because I, I mentioned mine to you before we started recording. I'll talk about mine from last week. It was originally Doug Peterson, but he got fired now. So He's not even he, a Benchwarm anymore. Himself. Yeah. He played himself. So uh, my Benchwarm of the Week – it's Mr. Corvette Corvette himself. I mean, Juju, you're an idiot. I could put Juju and Claypool together. I was going to say, you could put the I could put receiving core on I could on put there. both of them in there. Juju, you're a fun guy to talk. If you're a fun guy, you're, you enjoy the game of football, mm-hmm. but don't be stupid. Don't be. I could have picked Jamal Adams, too. Jamal Adams is – I'm going to say bench warmers of the league. Jamal Adams, Chase Claypool, and Juju all fall into that category of being dumbasses for the week coming ahead, for the week ahead. Yeah. Um, so they're all bench warmers of the week. Juju more especially because Corvette, Corvette, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think Juju's more of an influencer that just happens to play football on the weekends. That's yeah. what he's really trying to be. Uh, maybe Big Ben will transition to TikTok. Maybe that's the next oh, please, step of his please of his year. Please don't put that on TikTok. Well, then Kelsey won't have to talk to us about doing the dances anymore. You can just talk about Ben doing the dances. My benchworm of the week, it, it sucks to say, but it's Marquise Pouncey. Uh, I, I was kind of going to take him off the list because he did retire recently, but as a center, when you snap the ball that far over a six foot five quarterback's head and then give up a touchdown on the first play of a playoff game, it's really tough to come back from that. So Marquise Pouncey. Don't shoot me. Don't send your guys after me, please. Because we talked about that Florida team. It's it's dicey. We got to this conversation dicey. real quick, Jimmy. We don't want to get ourselves in trouble over here. All right, there here. we go. Uh, but Marquise Pouncey, congratulations on a great career. You're the bench warmer of the week. All right, let's get into the beats of the week, win some people some money. Uh, what do you have first for beats of the week? I know we, we probably both picked one game the same, but I did a little bit different. My first beats of the week, I have the Avalanche, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Pittsburgh Penguins to win on opening night, parlay, plus 3 to 88. They're, um, the Avalanche are playing the Blues. Um, Tampa Bay, I, I forgot who Tampa Bay's playing. Uh, Pittsburgh is playing Washington as well. Three-game parlay, plus 388, pretty good odds. I think, I'll, I mean, like I said, Tampa Bay and Avs are the cup favorites right now. Um, I expect both of them to win on opening night. Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh are, people are sleeping on Pittsburgh. So that's my opening um, beat, beat of the week, that parlay. They're playing the Blackhawks opening night. Yeah, so I like that a lot. Yeah, they're actually the primetime game on NBC Sports because they are the um, Stanley Cup, Cup champions. Yeah. So my first one is Tampa Bay, but it, I, I see where you got that. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're plus 137 on the road against New Orleans. And like we said, beating a team three times in a season is tough. Um, and that's probably one of the better underdog lines that you can you, you'll be able to see right now that's actually kind of realistic some of them are are better payouts but i just don't see them happening so i'm going to go with tampa plus 137 on the road against the saints that's fair i'll stick with football then i'll my next one is packers versus rams hit the under 45 and a half 
points. I I hate betting the under, but I think the under is going to hear because hit because I don't think I don't think LA is going to be able to put up a lot of points. I think the Packers will. I think they'll be able to cover by themselves, but I don't think the Rams will. And then it'll be come to a point where Aaron Jones is just running the ball in the two o'clock. So give me the under forty five and a half points on Rams Packers. Yeah, I don't like that. Mine is my next one is actually another over under. Uh, Nathan McKinnon on FanDuel right now. And if you're listening to this on Wednesday before the game happens, go ahead, get your money in now because who knows what this line does before then. But when I saw it earlier today, Nathan McKinnon is plus 136 to score over half a goal. Which and means he scores. Yes. Yeah. So if he scores and you put down money plus 136, that's good. And I think that he has a shot for the Art Ross, which is a scoring championship in the NHL. So definitely put money on him. I think there's a pretty good history on Nathan getting scoring on opening night too. I don't know the exact stat of it because um, I didn't pull it up on me, but I think that it's a pretty good high chance of that. He's, he's the most skilled player in the NHL. He could do whatever he wants with the puck, and that also includes putting it in the net as many times as basically he wants. So exactly. plus 136, I like that. Yeah, my, sorry, go back. I didn't say the odds. The, it was plus 150 uh, for the under on the Packers Rams game. But for my last one, UFC's back this weekend, baby. We're back. Holloway, Max Holloway, one of the most fun fighters to watch. Mm-hmm. Saturday night after the games, if you aren't doing anything, go throw on ESPN Plus. Go watch the fights because there's a pretty good card coming up. Max Holloway versus Calvin Qatar. I think this is going to go the distance, but Max Holloway by decision at plus 125. Hmm. Holloway is a, is a scrappy fighter but he doesn't really get a lot of finishes. Yeah. Neither does Qatar. So give me Holloway to win by decision plus 125. Yeah, those two are, I mean, if, I think the most famous Max Holloway highlight is when, can't remember who he was fighting. Was it Cub Swanson? Where they just kind of pointed at the ground, like yeah, we're going to stand here and we're just going to throw. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can see that happening this week because I know Cater is, is kind of the same way where he just likes to bite down on his mouthpiece and go. I, I don't like, I don't hate that, and I love that the UFC is coming back. We'll talk a little bit more about that hopefully towards the end get, of the month. Yeah, hopefully I can get my money back because I've been losing a lot lately betting on some dumb sports, and UFC is where I get my most of my profit. So hopefully I can get some money back. There you go. My last one is also for the Avalanche because this is our NHL preview show technically. The Avs are plus 140 to win the West right now. We said it. They're the, the favorites for a reason. And it's not just us. It's everybody that I've heard talk about it so far, saying that they do have a very good chance. And it's the West Division. not the, Or actually, yeah, the West Division, not the Western Conference. And I think that they can win that division pretty easily. So plus 140 for the Avs to win the West. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, I don't hate that either. Obviously, I don't hate that at all. Well, I'll, I'll throw this one out there. Not, it's not going to be one of my beats of the week, but right now the Nuggets are plus 750 to win the Western Conference. If they can kind of get their shit together, do you think that's a good bet to take at this point? We just need to get our shit together. I, I, th- I, I don't know what the odds on this right now, but Jokic for MVP, I like that a lot more. I, I, I looked at that too. I think it's a little bit lower, but plus 750 is kind of what caught my eye for the Western Conference Championship, so that's why I went with them. To make the Western Conference Championship? No, to win the Western Conference. Yeah, I just don't know with, with the Lakers. Well, that's just that's just, that's true. Uh, that's the only problem. Moving on into, we'll do player of the week first. Uh, do we have a? I'll, I'll let you go first because I know what yours is, and I decided to go a different direction. I was gonna say we might I have. Went, a, I, went a, I went a different direction because you're probably you'd probably win this anyway. So I'll let you go ahead. I was gonna say we might we we could have probably done a unanimous player of the week, but then uh, there were some other pretty good performances from the same game. But Devontae Smith. One half of football, 12 receptions, 215 yards, three touchdowns. And if he would have played in the second half, who knows how many points Alabama would have scored. And he broke the SEC receiving yardage record in a bowl season game in a half because he played, I think, a few plays in the second half before he dislocated his finger. And that, that was what the injury was. We didn't get to hear it because we didn't have the sound on the broadcast. But th- that was an absolute 
If I've ever seen a Heisman performance, that's the new standard for a Heisman performance after you win that trophy. That was well, I mean, huge. Well, well, I mean, Nick Saban was playing NCAA 14 on easy mode. <laughs> Let's I, be honest I don't here. even know if it's easy mode. He's just built his team up to the point where it's not even fun to play anymore. I've been there. I did it. I, nerdy gamer talk. I did one with Boston College to where I simulated the last three years of my contract and was like I only lost one game in the, that three-year span. I was in the national championship every single year just because I recruited like Nick Saban did at Alabama. I, nobody could touch me at that point. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's pretty easy for him at this yeah. point. I was going to say Mac Jones for here because he deserved it as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to go a different direction because I'm going to – I didn't want to pick, pick the same game. So okay. I'm going to pick – Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is playing unreal right now. He's averaging a triple-double as a center, ladies and gentlemen. He leads the league in triple-doubles right now. 24 points, 11 rebounds, 10.5 assists per game. 30. Uh, his, he's the first number one per, uh, uses percentage in the league at 30%. Uh, the dude is basically the whole Nuggets team right now. He is carrying this team. Uh, he has played outstanding numbers. The disrespect to him not being a top-five MVP voting – after the first month is ridiculous. Ridiculous. They is had behind Embiid. Joel. They had Embiid in the top five. And the only reason for that is because the Sixers are a top two seed in the East. And that's not on Embiid. That's not on Embiid. If it, it, Jokic is putting unreal numbers up, um, the rest of the team just needs to get figured out. But Jokic is my player of the week. I would say player of the last couple of weeks because he's played pretty, really good at the start of the season. Yeah, now I would say you'd probably win that before we got on the Unhinged Everybody Sports Network. Smith, yeah. and now that we have people who listen outside of Colorado, it might not be as popular to pick him. But I do agree with you. He's having a career season, and hopefully he gets starts getting the respect that hopefully he deserves. Hopefully everyone else gets get that going too. and make his life easier. But he should start getting the respect he deserves from everybody else around That's the league. Charles Barkley, I know that you don't want him to praise Nikola Jokic because we don't need that kind of heat on us. But as a former big man, he should be given a lot more love than what, what Jokic is getting at this point. Uh, go ahead and give me your player don't of the week. Don't put that shame on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't put that shame on me. Don't put that shame don't on me. Don't stick that knife in your leg. <laughs> Be sure to check out the film room review if you're bored and don't want to watch the uh, NFC, the late games on Saturday. Uh, I believe it starts we, at. We need to figure out a better time slot for that, buddy. Well, I mean, it sucks right now, but during the offseason, it's going to be, yeah. be popping. But yeah. uh, film room review, the same episode will be replayed. It gets replayed every month. Uh, don't hate us. I got a life too. I don't need to be recording 18 shows every single week. I'm already recording. We have a life. We I'm recording life. five, six days out of this week already. So uh, be sure to check out the film review. It's 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night. Uh, but give me your play of the week, and, and then we'll be able to send the, the people home. Play of the week, it was uh, a kudos to what your bench of the week was. It was the Marquise Pouncey bad snap and the Cleveland Browns touchdown because I still want fans to forget about the Broncos Super Bowl with the Seahawks. Look over here. Look over here. I, I just want people to forget about that bad snap and, and try to highlight on this snap. There you go. So Browns touchdown, opening play of the game, really sick. Give me that play of the week. Yeah, it was huge. That was, I mean, for the Browns to have their first play in the playoffs in 25 years be a touchdown. Nobody would have. If you defensive put money touchdown. on that, it, I wanted. To, I w I'm sure there was a prop somewhere all yeah, about that. Touchdown. And first touchdown on the first play of the game. I'm sure there was some sort of prop on that. If you bet it, bet that, send us at feotb pod on Instagram or Twitter what you won out because I'm sure that you made a pretty penny for that one. I'm staying in the same game as you because I didn't get to see yours before this, but I'm gonna continue to give Nick Chubb love because he's my second favorite running back in the league behind Joe Mixon, only because Joe Mixon is on my team. But that 40-yard screen pass that he caught for a touchdown, him and Kareem Hunt, best, I mean, 
They're kicking in high gear in playoffs, baby. Thank you. I didn't want to have to do it again. I'll say it this week. When I was live tweeting the game, I called him Kick Kareem Hunt. I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, and and then Rev, shout out Rev, a former guest on this show for our UFC bonus episode. We see him soon too. Yeah, we might see him soon with the the big event coming up at the end of the month. But he he put on his Instagram story, wow, Kareem Hunt's really treating us like a racist white girl in the hallway right now, because he is a big Steelers fan. But Nick Chubb, 40-yard screen pass for a touchdown, broke a couple tackles like he does every single week. Uh, He's definitely the better of that tandem that came out of Georgia from that year. Sony Michelle was explosive in college, but man, Nick Chubb in the NFL the is earth, yeah. Nick Chubb in the NFL is something to behold. As a former offensive lineman and fullback, we can appreciate oh, a great love, running back. We love a good running game. We absolutely love a good running game. And that's what kept the Browns in the. That's what got the Browns this far. Sure. Play, run the ball, play action with Baker. That's it. And, and that'll be the. That'll wrap up our segments. Let's go ahead. Like we said, Jonah's coming on the show, uh, possibly with his wife Hannah, who's also his business partner. They're uh, Jonah Mitchell, Jonah Mitchell Fitness at Jonah Mitchell Fitness on Instagram, I believe he sent me what he. We will announce it here and then we'll talk about it more on the episode yeah, as well. Yeah, we're very excited for it, man. Jonah's a, he's a former teammate of yours yep, in college. Um, he's, a, he's a great following on Instagram, great fitness following. Um, we're gonna do some more things with him in the future, mm-hmm. possibly uh, a time with Jonah or something, something corny along those lines. Something like we'll, that. we'll come up with a better name than that corny ass shit. Well, but um, we'll, we'll we'll figure out some good stuff to do with him. He'll be he'll be wearing some of our merch because yep. um, we have we, like we said we have adult men's league coming up, and I'll get him a jersey. I'll get you a jersey too. Um, so. So we're have a bunch of fun stuff there. A lot of fun content coming out. Yeah, we, we we're more than just a podcast at this point. Podcast. This is our main thing. Yep. We love doing this every week. But we're we love social media interaction. Mm-hmm. We love the YouTube videos. We love um, spreading all of our. We love doing all the shows on the network. We're we're podcasters. This is our show. We love being podcast of the year. Um, but we we're so much more than that. Yeah, uh, and <clears throat> with that partnership with Jonah at uh, Jonah Mitchell Fitness on Instagram. He's going to have a special offer for our listeners. If you mention to him and, and follow that account on Instagram at Jonah underscore Jonah Mitchell underscore fitness on Instagram and uh, follow us on Instagram at FEOTB pod as Nico's <laughs> as I'm choking. Yeah, Nico's going to choke. Uh, but <laughs> if you follow both those accounts on Instagram and then let him know that you heard about him through this podcast, he will have a one-on-one session and take an in-depth look at your lifestyle and kind of give you some tips. And you can see if you want to continue moving forward with his training regimen. I've been doing his athlete for life challenge that he and Hannah started a couple weeks ago with a bunch of people that he knew that were former athletes in college, because that's what he's kind of focused on now is trying to bring that mindset. And we'll talk about it on Friday. But one of the main things that I wanted to talk about is when you stop playing and you're not an athlete anymore, trying to take that mindset and not lose what you had as a professional, as a collegiate athlete, but also better your life forward. So we, we will reiterate that too on social media. So if you guys are listening to this on Thursday or Friday when the episode comes out, we we'll reiterate all this information. So um, there'll be there'll be t- more time to do all that. So don't worry about it right now if you guys are scrambling and still listening on the network. Yeah, follow both those pages on Instagram and then also share that you're listening to the episode and tag both our both our accounts in it and he'll go ahead and, and set up a one-on-one meeting with you. Do, he does Zoom as well. So if you're not in Colorado cuz his gym in person is in North Denver, if you're not in Colorado, he'll do Zoom. And I'm actually doing kind of a remote thing that Athlete for Life challenges people from all over the country. Um, and, and it's still working great. I'm down 10 pounds already. I started at 270. I'm 260 right now. I feel awesome. great. great. Eating a lot better and, and everything like that. So it's not just 
not just because he's a friend. I think that he's got a good brand that we we're, want to partner with. We're going to get you with. a basketball shape, Jamie, so we can have you run up and down the court with us. No, That's it, all I want. You ever <laughs> seen the end of Grown Ups when they're playing the game against their former childhood teams and the two centers are like, hey, you want to fake an injury to get out of this? That would be me within the first five minutes. I've played basketball like pick up basketball before it's a hell of a workout i have a lot of respect for what you guys do no wonder you guys run so many d damn suicides um but yeah this this has been a fun episode this is gonna it's been great and we're it's been a lot of fun there's so much to talk about mm -hmm. we, we talked about hockey football basketball literally every single sport besides the one sport our city hates more than anything so we'll talk about that in the future but we talked everything man talked a bit a little ufc too man. yeah everything it, everything national championship what a, what a great episode man it was good it was a fun one and we had that recap of the national championship from last night we wanted i kind of on youtube as well we'll have that on youtube we were talking a little bit the other day taking a, a second to kind of look at where we We've come in, in the small time that we've been doing this show. I wanted to thank everybody who's listened so far on our on-demand platforms, YouTube, the network, because we're still killing it on the network as well. We want to thank the network, Jim and Carlos and everybody who started that before us that uh, took a chance on us because we weren't. We, we had three episodes out by the time they reached out to us. Um, it's been a whole hell of a lot of fun so far, and I can't wait to see whatever else we come up with because I'm sure I'm always running. I, I texted you today. I'm always running goofy ideas through my head, and then I kind of put them out there to you to see. You either say, yeah, that's good, or wow, that was really dumb. And I go, yeah, that was kind of dumb. I just I, I have idiot idiot takes too, so I'm not the smartest person either. We, we're, we're, it's two minds in this. Jimmy and I, are working, our partnership has been great. Like we said, the last month on the network alone, we hit over 200 listens, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. It's the number one on the network. Not trying to flex, but we are podcast of the year. So, I mean, that's just a little flex, but I mean, we're, we're, we're still going to keep growing. Like we said, we have a lot of great things in the future. Uh, we can't thank you all enough because um, our partnership partnerships and all the fun content we're gonna have for you podcasting is our thing yep. um, but we're much more we're much more than that yeah it's it's a great great thing check us out on nfl unhinged saturday and sunday this week also sunday on youtube for the video version of that show nico catch him on three in the key maybe i'll come on when i start to get basketball down a little bit better but him and the reserves and dennis from sports and things have been having great bi-weekly episodes they air originally on Every other Monday. Yep, so uh, we'll, on the be back, we'll be back next week. We weren't here this week, but we'll be back next week. More than likely, we'll have Jim as well from the J Dash show, the head of the commissioner, as our first guest. Yeah, and then listen to Two for Chirping every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, me, Ken, and Trevor from the Bleacher Connection. We had we have some weird chemistry. It, it's kind of cool. Go listen to them Canadians talk hockey because I mean, if, if, if there's nothing better than Canadians talking hockey, as as bad as our World Juniors team, yeah, I just took a shot at you. As bad as our World Juniors team is, um, I, I'm not gonna. Say, I, I shouldn't have said that. Um, but either way, go listen to them. It was a fun time. I love listening to your last episode. It was a great time on there. I can't wait to hear more. Yeah, uh, follow the network on Twitter at Network Unhinged, Instagram at Unhinged SN. Follow us on all social medias including tiktok at feotb pod subscribe to our youtube channel turn on notifications subscribe on apple podcast rate review us leave five stars all Go that good stuff and, Fubo. and with that this has been far into the bench episode 23 for myself jimmy Pilato, and nico bryant we will see you guys next week peace when the night is cold and lonely this is a dollar bell piece. Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them prices, I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire to be. Elephants are getting ahead of me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man. I got the plan. I call the shooters, they out with the van.